you know, I don't work with this guy simply because he's funny. I don't work with this guy simply because he always has fantastic beers in the fridge. I don't work with this guy simply because he makes fantastic dinners that we inhaled, most of us anyway, before the episode went hot. No, I work with this guy because we have too much fucking fun doing this, and we just like doing what we do for you. So get ready. In about 15 minutes, we got Brit Lightning from Vixen, but right now, enjoy the song. Welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? As you can see, I have a plate of food in front of me, which I have cooked, so Loki does indeed eat. Um, I eat too fast. Therefore, later on, uh, the Eternal Flame will be paying for that. He's already he's already <laughs> eating the bejesus out of it. <laughs> Welcome to another Tuesday edition of the Loki and Jabroni Show. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are my you? My partner, Jabroni. Thank you. And my partner, Loki. And the uh, man behind the mask. Man in the box. Man in the box. He was given the Behind name the mask. by Eric B. Mitchell. It will always be the man in the box. Senor Eddie Focus. So, How's everybody doing? Oh, man, I'm fantastic. I we got the word in the last 12 hours that we're going to have an awesome guest tonight. Britt Lightning, the new guitarist from Vixen, is joining us. This is going to be fantastic. I'm excited. We've had singers. We've had local musicians. But we've never had a worldwide touring guitar player on the show. So this is going to be fucking fantastic. You can count the guys from Shaman's Harvest who we never want to discount, but that was because of my friendship with Nathan Hunt. Well, I was going to say, and, and you know, it was mostly Nathan, Nathan's show anyways. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm. you know, they would, say, they would say a couple words, but let's be honest, most, most, of, the, most of the jarble came from uh, our man Nathan. So. Oh, yeah. And for a guy who hates press, man, I, I man, love hearing talk, him talk. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> and he just that down home. No, man, you know we just went in the studio and just banged it out, motherfucker, and Snickers bars and shit, and it was great. It's always great. What's on your mind this week? We got a few minutes to talk. Um, I just uh, I, I I had a sad a sad moment over this weekend, mm-hmm. and I I think I was gonna break down in song. Okay. I can't fight this feeling any longer. Yet I'm unafraid to let it show. Love this song. What started out as friendship is now over. I just wish you would have told me before you hit that block button. I love that now song. Now I'm Hi, sitting Jessica. here and I'm waiting. Oh, this is good. And I think that I'm going to get something clear. But the only thing you used to do is come over and make my beer disappear. And I was so sad. No, I'm not really sad. (laughs) Eddie, Eddie, give me some tissue. Hold on. I got one over here. Hold on. Stay with me. You guys, it's over there, man. I know. I know. It's a sad song. It's a sad song. (laughs) (laughs) All over America. How can you do that? 
I'm so oh, man. sad. You're going to kneel? Not until after the show. Yeah, so that's, that's about it. That's, that's... that's a great song. That's a top ten <laughs> hit anywhere in the country, especially in Japan where they, they like crazy shit. They love that There's shit. There's a reason why guys like David Cassidy and like Rick Astley can have number one records in Japan 30 years after their big hit because everything's a hit in Japan. When the mic got blocked. Something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 if only you can make a Rammstein song like that. <laughs> Ooh, the brain to block the cave-in. Ach, the main to block the cave-in. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. I got blocked too. So, uh... <laughs> Last week we had the first cough ever, <laughs> and this week we have uh, the second cough ever. So what do I got? Um, well, since we last spoke, unfortunately, we lost the Red Sox in the playoffs. The Yankees have moved on. Um, you had a good weekend in football. I had a shit weekend in football. Um, basically, it's just been just another week in October, man. There Apparently, is... the only way you can beat the Falcons is if you have a Coke problem. Yeah. Because you get all jacked up on the uh, yayo, and then you go beat the shit out of the NFC champions. Man, and you know what's sad? I'm getting a lot of hate from Patriots fans on this. Not the ones that are sitting here in the studio now, but a lot of hate from Patriots fans until you say to them, look at your record and look at our record. Ooh, what is that supposed to mean? They're identical, fuck nut. Look at it. And guess, who, guess who's playing this Sunday night at 8.30 on NBC? Dolphins? No. New England? New England? And Atlanta. Oh, that's right, yeah. The rematch. So don't come at me with your bullshit. Three and two is three and two no matter how you look at it. By the way, nice way, way to struggle against the Jets this weekend. I'm not saying a damn thing. No, you're not. I'm not optimistic at all. Neither am I. It's going to be probably a tie. I'm in first place in the NFC North. There you go. And the, the score is going to end up <laughs> negative somehow. Think and so? Rodgers is out with a, collar bro, a broken collarbone. Thank you. Did I get any thank you from any of my listeners? Any of you even reach out and say once, hey, Mike, thank you very much for taking Aaron Rodgers out, okay? Uh, Tommy Summers did send, well, he's a Vikings fan, too. Tell you what, that don't count. I won't give you a thank you, but I'll give you a sports intro. Okay. Counts. It does count. We're going to have to work on that after. The fantastic interview. I know. It hasn't happened lately. I know. We, know. we need a contrarian. I know where there's one, but we don't want to talk to him. I thought I was going to get a contrary for my song, but... Right. Maybe. Everybody, everybody loved it. So, the Aaron Rodgers thing, since you brought it up. Yes. Um, Packers fans that I know, Packers fans that are I don't so know. heated. Packers fans that somehow infiltrate the Atlanta Falcons message boards uh-huh. are all basically saying, that's it. Our year is done. Let's forget that there's 52 other guys on the team. Aaron's gone? Nope, we suck. We're, we're waving the flag. Yeah, but they're absolutely right. They I, I are don't, done. I don't disagree with that. He is the only member on that team. Yeah. The problem with the Packers is they need that leader. Mm-hmm. They're all a bunch of kids except for Aaron Rodgers. I would throw Clay Matthews into the mix. No. No? He's a big kid, dude. Okay. He's a Look at when he doesn't win, he throws temper tantrums. Am I not right? Yeah. And when he does win, he over-celebrates. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's, not, he's not what I would like to consider a leader, sort of say. Aaron Rodgers is that leader. Hell, even their freaking coach, Mike McCarthy, he, do, 
he looks like he's like maybe it's because he's got the eye problem, but he literally looks like a frog. And fucking when you you know when you fucking you you uh you flash gig a fucking frog when you mm-hmm. like shine a, a flashlight at him and they're like this and their eyes fucking kook out. He looks like that like twenty four seven. So he like could be the greeter at Walmart is what you're Very saying. Very much so. And not only that though. It's like you could tell he himself, like when when he goes at the players and says something, I guarantee you the players are like, <laughs> no, stop, coach, stop. Are you talking to me or him? Yeah, that's I good. really can't tell because your eye, one eye is over here and one eye is over there, and you ain't even looking at me, but you called my name out twice. Is the season over for the Packers? Yes, it is. All right, so how, what is their record now, two and three? No, they're, no, they're uh, two, they're, and two, three and two. No, three and two, right? Three okay, and two. so you're saying that. No, no. Yeah, three and two. No, four, four and two. We're week six. Yes. Yeah. So we're four and two, and they're tied with us. Four and two. Are you? But we beat them, so we're in first. Place. Are you saying that these four wins are it, or are they going to sneak a couple? No, they'll more? sneak a couple more in. Um, six I don't and know. 10. I don't know who the second, whoever the the first quarterback they threw in there, number seven. I'm not. Whoever you Packers fans are, chime in and let me know. All I, two I think of they're you. both are rookies. Um, the first one that showed up. The um the darker skinned guy wasn't Fleener part of that at one point maybe he only I don't know who the second Hello, guy Lee. I don't know who the second guy that they threw in there was but he was better than the first guy okay. I really felt it but but no I think for the most part there's nobody left on that team man um not to mention they lost three other players defensively that game and I don't know what happened to them but if they lose them they're done um and real quick I don't know if you guys have seen the meme with um your boy. Ezekiel Elliott eating, eating just eating cereals yep. and then they just put the L's in there. So he's literally gobbling, yep. just gobbling up these L's. Whoever yep. did that. Oh my God. Genius. That, that shit was fucking genius. I love it. Cowboy Nate I is love crying it. and they're awfully silent right now. Of course they're silent because they talked mad shit all last year. Oh, we're coming back with the fury. We're coming back with the vengeance. Dude, you know, the only good thing that came out of Dallas this year WrestleMania? No. Oh. Tony Romo on Thursday Night Football. Is he not fucking great? He is really good. Is he not he fucking is great, really, dude? really good. I'm I, impressed. I, to hear him break down some of those formations and tell you, okay, here's what's in his mind right now. As this person does this and this person swings to the left and I, then I, I, this I, one does the hokey pokey. Now watch what happens here. And he's, he, every flick of the head, like you watched, um, I don't remember who was Thursday, and, uh, the first one, uh, Kansas City, New England. Oh, yes, yes. And he's saying, now watch Tom Brady. He's going to look to the right, and he's going to want you to watch the coverage shift. Now he's immediately going to swing his head to the left. All that coverage does not have time to make up for it. He's just going to blink. It's right there. Right, exactly. Fantastic. And that's, I, I, I was really surprised. I was really, the, from the first game that I heard him physically doing it, I was I, was I honestly thought that he'd get hurt on the way to the announce booth. That's what I thought. That's um, major commotion and the army upstairs. Major commotion leads the army with a fury and a vengeance like no other. <clears throat> so with two minutes to go, what we're going to do real quick, uh, is he taking over for Collinsworth? He should. I think Collinsworth went to Sunday night, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, guys. Oh, Collinsworth sucks. Yeah. Collinsworth, I'm even mad that he's still in the Madden games. That just, yeah, exactly. So we're going to take a quick breather. We're going to come right back to you with Brit Lightning from Vixen. So stay tuned.
Ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest things I love about what we do here is getting to talk to musicians and authors and things like that. But it's even better when I can have a personal friend who has done it, made it, and done well for herself. Yes, I said herself. Ladies and gentlemen, the new guitarist for Vixen, Miss Britt Lightning. Britt, how are you today? Hi, I'm great. What a great intro. Thank you. Oh, we work hard on things like that. He is. He's actually really good. At well, thank you for saying he practices that. Practices in a mirror. Check, you should, checks you in the see mail, his guys. own intro. He che does really good right? at it. Checks in the mail, guys. I appreciate it. So for all you live streamers, you can see behind me, I have the picture of the band. Going from the left, there's Cher Ross, Roxy Petrucci. You got Janet Gardner. And over here on the right is our friend, Britt. Now, Britt, the story has to be told. It was sometime around 2005, 2006-ish. I think it was a Wasp show in Hartford. And you guys were playing the underground mm -hmm. And right. We, yep. And you went from the stage. To, they kind of darken the lights, and everybody's turning around like, "Where'd the guitar player go?" You're standing up on, I think it was the bar, doing just this <laughs> fantastic solo. Um, before we talk about Jaded and Alejandro Sanz and Rachel Platten, um, when did you get started with the guitar? Ooh, good question. I started when I was a freshman in high school. Uh, before that, I was really into playing the flute in the school band and the jazz band and the wind ensemble. And um, uh, and then after that, um, I started really getting into Metallica and Van Halen, and I just thought that the flute wasn't as suitable for that kind of music as the guitar was. <laughs> you could have had a Jethro Tull band, for all you know, if you I, stuck I with know. the flute. That's true. That's true. That would have been great. Actually, we, we need a new Jethro Tull. Yes. We need a new Jethro Tull. <laughs> uh, what, people, what people may not know is you got the guitar going. You got yourself a band. What was the first? Was Jaded the first band? Yeah. Well, you know, you know technically, uh, we had this, this cover band. Uh, my sister, who you know, mm -hmm. um, and I, and uh, Abby was playing the drums at that point. And um, because she played bass and Jaded, but people don't know she's actually a really good drummer. But she's, she's like... That's what she does more than any other instrument. But um, so she was, she's two years younger than me. So she was in the band and uh, we started to do a little coffee house thing at the high school because there was no music program there at the time. And uh, so we used to just jam out to covers. And then, uh, then I, I ended up meeting Hillary and then the whole data thing came about a little after that. I'd be remiss if I didn't throw a shout out here to both Abby and Hillary. Hillary is still drumming. My favorite part of the whole early days of Brit Lightning is going to the shows and seeing Abby in the corner with a stack of books after the gig. Abby is now a <laughs> chiropractor and doing rather well for herself. And if I'm not mistaken, just recently got married. You you are so up on things. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's so my job. <laughs> I know. I know. And, um, yeah, she, she would always be studying. I always tried to correct her being like thinking she's so lucky she has such a cool older sister like i didn't have a cool older sister you know and uh she wanted no part of it we would i, I remember like, we can we can drink under age we're in so, a so if we're, and we're not age. And she was like yeah that's right i i've got math homework to do <laughs> if we're talking cover bands we're talking cover bands in the 90s at this point when you're in high or, or late 80s right late late 80s no. in high school Brit, Brit's the young one of the band oh she's the young one so yeah, so no, so what I'm what what year are we talking about for cover bands at this point um like 2000 
one. Okay. So what are you guys covering at yeah. this? What 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 was your what was your go to song oh, when you guys were Stone Temple Pilots Stone all day long? Pilots. Nice. Okay, so uh, yeah. Stone Temple Pilots, Metallica, and um and the, those were the two. You threw you threw ones. in a little Van Halen there too, so you threw me for a loop. I'm thinking, okay, so maybe it's early '90s because Metallica was pretty big right back in the '90s. But then you threw that Van Halen at me, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Not a lot of people yeah, appreciate you, yeah. Van Halen, you know? Yeah, you know, when I started playing guitar, I mean, more you know, grungy stuff was still in and like corn Absolutely. and stuff, and they didn't have like the guitar solos like. You know, when I was trying to just learn more how to solo and stuff, the older stuff had had more of that going on. So um, I really, that's why I'm like so into the 80s. Everybody's like, well, how do you, why are you so into like hair bands and stuff when you're, you know, younger? But um, yeah, it was just because I just loved the technique during that time period. Yeah, with the guitar and everything. Yeah, so. you know, I'm going to go with both of you on this one because... Britt's talking about technique, and you're saying real music. That, and you're right. It punches you just, right in the gut. You it just grabs felt your it. Attention. You felt it. You felt absolutely. it, man. You absolutely, that was one of the things that really got me into music. I wasn't a big music fan until, say, those hair bands. And once those hair bands really started coming in, that was, that was it for me. I was done, man. I, <laughs> I'm growing the mullet, and I'm acting like I'm the damn drummer out there. There's man. a reason I still go see acts like Slaughter and Kiss and all these fantastic bands that came up through that era because it's fun. You're not getting a, oh, here's a bullshit single, <laughs> Jenga, Jenga, fuck off. Yeah. No, you're getting real, genuine emotion. Exactly. I like Jenga, Jenga. Yeah. I know you would. You would like Jenga, Jenga. The Kanye remix. <laughs> now, I, I just bef before the next question, I remember going to those gigs, and your mom was always there. I saw her at Mohegan, didn't get a chance to say hello. So, hi, band mom. I know, and then I know she wished she saw you, too. And then Hillary was actually there, too, and then uh, it was hard to all connect. It was but, almost um, like an old Jaded Street Team reunion. And it missed its opportunity. <laughs> I remember trying to sneak a beer past mom to give one to Abby, and we knew she wasn't having it, but we tried anyway. Yes, I know. Yep, my mom was always very supportive, running the merch stand, and uh, and then you know my dad was always like helping roadie mm -hmm. and <laughs> lug gear. Yep. So getting those yeah. getting those phone calls. The girls are going to be in Hartford. How many tickets do you want? Here's my here's my credit card. Just take what you take what you want. Leave me what you think I should have. Because that, and that was the kind of support I threw to you guys. And with the yeah, back you are always so supportive. I, yep. One of the first conversations that. you and I ever had, I said someday I'm going to see you play an arena. And you're like, oh, that's kind of nice and whatever. Probably blew me off thinking that I was just another schmuck. But no, I was serious. I thought it was going to be jaded the group, which. Um, had its member changes. Julie was your front woman, front person. Yep. And then yep. Um, when Abby decided to do full-time school bit, you got Laurel, the bassist, who I'm still in contact with to this day. You guys did yeah. some pretty big shows. I remember Loca Bazooka up at the airfield in Worcester. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, every time uh, one of those, and it's, it's a knock to call them hair bands. Let's just say these awesome bands. I used to like the term glam rock better. Glam, I'll, yeah. I'll buy glam rock, Eddie. Thank you. But... You go to see Winger, Jaded's going to be there. You go to see this band, Jaded's going to be there. And I would tell my <laughs> friends, we would bring a posse. If you did a standalone show at the Lucky Dog in Worcester, Start here comes Chris and the posse. posse. That was the Charlie <laughs> Benante episode. We, we blew that out. But you guys yeah. were really, really awesome. Got some uh, quick comments. Uh, okay. Everybody loves how down-to-earth you are. 
And uh, Jessica, love some 80s and metal. Love some Iron Maiden, Dio, and Sabbath. Wow, what do you think of Iron Maiden, Dio, and Sabbath? Obviously, everybody loves Dio. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I think everybody loves all those bands. I mean, <laughs> how can you not? They shape so many of the bands that are here today, like are the newer bands now, too, you know? Um, yeah, I, I love them all. I'm probably a bigger Dio and Sabbath fan than Maiden, but, but I love them all. Oh, absolutely. I love Tony Iommi. He's awesome. I remember seeing... Uh, now uh, the Heaven and Hell tour, one of the last, you know, ones that, uh, when Ronnie was singing and, uh, and, and just being right up front and right in front of Tony Iommi and like, he just had such a presence, like he didn't have to move. He didn't have to do anything. Just stood there and was just, his presence was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. he's a God. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. And just so you guys can get a glimpse of how diverse Brett is with her music, some years ago, you actually had a tryout with a very, very famous young lady singer. Would you like to talk about it? Oh, I did. Are you referring to the Lady Gaga thing? That is the one and the same that I'm referring to. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was interesting. So that was, you know, I had you know put a lot into Jaded and I always worked hard at that. And then um, after a certain amount of member changes, started to get a little frustrated. And, you know, it's hard to keep everybody motivated and available when you're not making a lot of money and you know it's not easy so um everybody has jobs and stuff so uh then I, I i was like man maybe i should i think i was just telling i was telling a guitar tech friend of mine about it and how i was having trouble and he was like you should just play for somebody else and try to be like a hired gun and just all you have to do is show up and play guitar you don't have to worry about booking and writing and man you know just pulling everything together all the time mm-hmm. So I was like, huh. And he goes, actually, I was out at the NAMM show here uh, in California, and he told me, uh, he was telling me about that, and he said, you know, Gaga's holding an open audition. She's replacing her whole band in New York. I think it's tomorrow. And I was like, whoa, I'm flying home tomorrow. He was like, you should go. So I, like, flew home. Uh, Didn't really know any of her songs because I wasn't really into it. Um, But Paparazzi was the single that was out. Oh, no, Bad Romance. That was the latest one that had just come out. And, um, yeah, well, that was cool. I just went down, and uh, it was it was a weird open audition. Tons of people um, in New York City, and she was, they were kind of like, just play anything. And there was, like, a bunch of judges. It almost felt like a, a TV show, like it was a spoof thing. Um, kind of like an American Idol thing. It was weird. And then, uh, yeah, we went through a couple rounds and kept getting called back and called back, and um we made it to the final round there um didn't get it in the end but it was a great experience and it was very interesting and that that's a cool story to tell anybody not everybody in the world can say i auditioned for lady gaga to so be in her w- band was lady gaga part of any of that personally or just you didn't get well, past wait, the uh that... sorry i didn't hear the beginning can you say that again was lady gaga a part of all that or you you couldn't get past the uh the the Oh, no, um, I did. Uh, she wasn't for, like, the first two or three days. And then um, then the last, I think there was, like, three more days at the very end. It was a pretty long audition process. It was almost like a week or something like that, or maybe, like, five or six days. And then the last few days, we went to this undisclosed location. We had, like, a car pick us up and uh, brought us to a place uh, in Jersey, and, and it was a town stage, and we... We just auditioned, and she was there, fashionably late, of course. But uh, she was just sitting in front and giving direction and 
saying, oh, you move, how, how about we try it again, but you go stage left this time, or you move over here, and yeah, so it was it was cool. Yeah, so definitely got to. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine anyone who plays for her has to be like part of the act. So it must have been tough. That's a that's a great yeah, point. Was yeah. there was there a lot of choreography involved in the audition, or it was just stand here, move here, pantomime? Yeah, this? no, not really. Not no, not choreography so much. She really just wanted, I think visually to see what the band would look like. Okay, so what if we have a blonde guitarist over here, or, or you know, a guy over here? You know, kind of just. Not so much moves, but more just yeah, that makes you know, sense. piecing yeah. it together. Yeah. Maybe you looked better than she did. Maybe that was the end result. Depends right there, on what you know? character she's playing. <laughs> I like the meat dress myself. That's where I'm going to La- leave Lady it. Lady Gaga's got like three characters that she plays. So oh, I, don't I don't know, but she did, she, she did say that she wanted me to shave my head to be in the band. So Whoa! That. Wow. <laughs> That's a giant no. <laughs> I know. I was would, thinking. Well, I was going to say, would you have shaved your head to be in the band, though? Would I have? I, I told her yes on the spot, but I, I wasn't planning on it. That <laughs> All right. <laughs> Credibility restored. All right. Feeling better. Heart can go back into my chest now. Now, from there, I know you went on to work with, I hope I'm saying his name right. He's an international star. If you ever go online and look at the stuff Britt did with him, you're looking at seas of people, like 30,000, 40,000 people. Alejandro Sanz, am I saying that right? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Spanish. Well, uh, <laughs> the, most of the Spanish I know came from the menu at Taco Bell, so let's not give me too much credit. So <laughs> how, do, how do you get hooked up with Alejandro and then seeing all the pictures, being your friend for all these years of you in these great exotic locations, how does that happen? You know, it actually all comes back to the Lady Gaga thing, which is funny. So that was my first audition that I ever went on. And uh, even though I didn't get it, um, about, it was maybe like a year later, maybe eight months to a year after that, I got a call um, from somebody that I had met there, another musician, um, and he was like, hey, remember me? I met you at the Gaga auditions, and we exchanged info. Well, I've got this guy, Alejandro, and he's looking for a female guitar player, and uh, you were the first person I thought of. I remember seeing you audition, and I think you'd be perfect. So um, that's how that happened. So the, the whole Gaga thing wasn't a total loss <laughs> after all. So, um, And I feel like actually all my gigs kind of came out from that one audition, too. There was another uh, person another guitar player there that helped me out a lot recommending me for things so um yeah it kind of all came right from that uh, but the Alejandro thing was the best experience um amazing music I got to learn how to play a whole new style I you know learned Spanish I learned how to flamenco dance I learned about you know all the Latin cuisines and stuff so that was just so so great um great team of people an amazing band um See- and Alejandro himself was like the most genuine and authentic uh humble uh person so it, it was such a treat to work with him i always try to tell jabroni the same thing there's more to latino food than just what's on the taco bell menu i've learned i've gone to mo's now and and he's starting he's starting he's starting to see it he's starting to see it but no it is very delicious food hey Britt, let me ask you something so some yeah. people when they're you know especially being guitarist some people, they have those moments when they're just kind of like down and out, and they put on their favorite song. As a guitarist, do you have a favorite song, or do you just kind of whip out the guitar and you just kind of like play something? You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, if I'm like down and out. Yeah, if you're just kind of bumming, like sometimes like I'm bumming and I'll throw on like one of my favorite country tunes just to kind of like get me back, back into the flow of things. Well, I always kind of assume it's a little different for an artist because you guys literally make the music. So do you listen to the music or do you just kind of, is that when you almost make your best songs is like when you're kind of like strumming on that at that moment? Usually to get into the zone, I'll usually not just start. Well, I guess it depends, but if I just, like, walked in and I haven't been playing, I kind of like to, like, just jam out over, like, improvise over one of my favorite songs. And I, a lot of times I go, when I'm moody, I, I go to, like, Comfortably Numb or anything Floyd. My favorite nice. Pink Floyd album was Wish You Were Here. Nice. Um, Turn On Your Crazy Diamond. You know, I could just play that top to bottom and just jam over that. And I always, that's kind of my go-to album. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Now, something you had said in your last answer was going to, I was going to save it for later, but I may as well say it now. When I refer to Brit Lightning, not Brittany, my friend, but Brit Lightning, I never say the word female guitarist. I always say guitarist. Does it bother you at times that you're pigeonholed into this female gimmick? Because you are female, let's be honest, but to me, a guitarist is a guitarist, whether you're playing country music, metal, rock and roll, what have you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think, I think just even though it's like 2017, it's that, that people still are surprised when they see female musicians. Um, you know, of all sorts, even like a female bass player or a female drummer is like, oh wow, there's a chick drumming. Like, you know, it's like, well, yeah, why couldn't a chick drum? You know, or play guitar or whatever. Well, they um, think they think female drumming ended with Sheila E. I guess back in 1986. <laughs> I think it ended before yeah. she was, right? Most people don't even know she was a drummer. No, exactly. No. Most of but, them just think that she again, was a lead singer-dancer. Right, but going going back to the, the deal is, like, I've watched Brit and the Girls in action, and I only say Brit and the Girls because I, that's who you are to me. You're not yeah, yeah. famous rock people. You're my friends. And I tell people, oh, we're going to see this local act. If you ever got a chance back in the day to see Jaded, that was real-ass rock and roll. That was kick-you-in-the-nuts rock and roll. Doesn't matter that... <laughs> Doesn't matter that they're women. It matters that they're going to kick your ass each and every time you guys went out. It's kind of like that oh, with every every scene, that. though. I appreciate that. You're it, welcome. It's like that with every scene, though, because when I was coming up in like like the club and rave scene, you always had parties of female DJs and mm-hmm. stuff. So they pigeonhole everybody. It's it's terrible. But it just doesn't matter. Do, I mean, I understand. It really doesn't. L- no. Look at acting. Just to get off subject for a minute before the next question. You know, you have Tom Cruise over here, and you have Sandra Bullock over here. Both fantastic thespians. Not the other word. Both Don't. great women in entertainment. Okay, uh, fair enough. But they have the actor and actress category, but they don't say, oh, Sandra Bullock's real good for a lady. No, they just say she's yeah, fantastic so at what true. she does. Because yeah. right now right. right now on the line, we have one of my favorite guitarists ever in Brit. Not just my friend, but a great guitar player. Orianthe has, has brought female guitar even further. Um, there's oh, there's yeah. been some fantastic female musicians who are just as good, if not better, than male musicians. But again, it comes that stigma, that pigeonhole is like, oh, she's real good for a girl. And, and they, they put the pressure on a little bit harder, too. Like, if one of these goes wrong, you know, oh, if, if they go full Courtney Love, they'll be like, oh, this is setting women rock and roll musicians backwards. You never you know, go full Courtney Can I play devil's advocate you for sure a change? You can. He's going to roll the graphic right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. Wow. 
evil oh, seed of what you've done germinates within you. Not only could she sing, I'm a beta man! And, 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 and I want to say maybe, maybe at that point in my life that whole genre thing was broke for me because I almost felt like she was a better guitarist than some of the guys I was listening to before ra- I actually found her. I'd rather listen Kiss to... Me, Kiss Me, me to- Deadly right? was probably the first song I ever heard from her. And I'm like, wait a minute. I want to know who the guitarist is on this. You know what I'm saying? You found her. And I found out it was her. I'd rather, listen, my fucking I'd rather listen to Lita Ford than hear CeCe DeVille play a million <laughs> notes a minute. And I like Poison. Don't get me wrong. I go to their shows. I think I probably ran into Britney at one of their shows too. But I would rather hear... Straightforward, kick him in the ribs, rock and roll guitar playing like Lita does, then a million miles a minute. Absolutely. And then uh, recently, I don't know if you've saw it, but um, Lita actually went on on stage with Lizzie Hale. Yes. And they did Close My Eyes together, uh, forever together, and it it was awesome. Freaking amazing! It was freaking amazing. They were both out there jamming oh, cool. on the guitar. I didn't see that. Oh, look it up on YouTube. It's it's Lita Ford and Lizzie Hale sing "Close My Eyes Forever," and Lizzie does obviously Ozzy's part. But man, they're both jamming out, and what a freaking fantastic song! And Lizzie Hale's another one. And exactly, they they, yeah. they funded the way for this. And I mean, you, unfortunately, there are the bands like say um, the Bengals. And, you know, shit like that, that, that kind of like got thrown in the mix. And it was because that they were females, they tried to sell it off. And we were kind of like spoon fed this bullshit. Um, four non blondes. Oh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I felt like they were played off in the wrong way. They if, were great musicians. though. Exactly. That's my point. If you would have let them be what they wanted to be instead of trying to make them like you're saying, quote unquote, female artists. Then we we I think they'd still be around to this day. Maybe even be a power band. Who Maybe. knows? Because well, I at, thought they were pretty good. Artists like Alanis and uh, Pink, where they started out, they were like pop pop artists, and mm-hmm. then they're like, I don't want to do this, and now you, you know, flex they're a little, a little more harder edge and yeah. stuff. And mm-hmm. same thing with uh, who's that that Canadian girl there, Avril Lavigne. Yeah, same thing. She got a little mm-hmm. harder edge. The edgier older. she got, the better I liked her because that whole same complicated idea. Exactly. bit. Yeah, that was. But they try to sell it off as. This, the girl image, and it's like sometimes if you just let the artist be the artist, we'll see more, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll feel more, we'll appreciate it more. Well, that's mm-hmm. that first album curse. The first album is usually how the label wants it, period. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. that's just what the nature right. of the look, beast. Look at Pink. Look, exactly. look at Pink's first album to where she is now. Right. Or hell, uh, just I don't know about uh, you guys if you know Kesha too much, you know what I'm A saying? A little bit. But Kesha's, Kesha's newest song, that, that uh, it's really print, good. It's incredible. It's but she has been through so much that that's not Kesha no more. That's that's a whole who, who other is she artist. With now she's working with Zed or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? yes, Zed, yeah. yes, yes. yes. They're yeah. doing an amazing job with her. Oh, they're they're letting her become her finally, and that's my. It's, point. it's empowering like, too. Exactly. It not only is it empowering, but when you're typecasted, much like we were just saying, like this. Okay. Oh my God, that's a female guitarist. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, that's a female drumist. When, when you're when you're typecasted in that aspect. It sucks, number one, for the artist because now they are stuck as that. Now, unless they break the mold or unless something dramatic, right? Exactly. Right. Unless something dramatic happens, they don't ever change. Right. And then you get stuck with the four non blondes, you know? Right. Well, right. speaking of the empowerment thing, a uh, little story is when I hurt my back and I'm one day I lost the remote and I'm stuck watching the Today Show, a show that I hate. Hate the Today Show. Don't like watching it. I'd rather watch CBS But it made Morning you the News. man you are today. It kind of did that one day because they said, coming up, 
is you guys are familiar with uh, Fight Song, Rachel Platten, correct? Yes. Put you guys around the table. I saw her live at the fair. Fantastic. Remember uh, a couple years ago she yes. came out? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And there I am sitting down watching, and here comes Rachel Platten, and immediately my instinct is find the remote, change the channel. And I look up at the television. I'm like, wait a minute. That girl looks awfully familiar playing guitar next to Rachel Platten on her piano. It was Brit Lightning. How did you get the gig with Rachel Platten? Uh, that one came along, actually, from a different musician, that, that guitar player that I mentioned earlier that I met at the Lady Gaga audition. She was also auditioning, and he has gone on to make a whole um, like musician referral company, and he pieces bands together, and I. Uh, he helped me out and referred me for that one. Um, when are you going to replace so, Tommy Thayer in Kiss? <laughs> and what would be your no? And yeah. what and what would be your face paint if you did? <laughs> Whatever Gene wants. Oh yeah, good point. We're not going to put Brit in Vinnie Vincent makeup. <laughs> oh my gosh! Come on, have you ever thought about doing that? What would be your face paint if you were ever invited to Kiss? Well, Hmm. I mean, I, I have to, you know, continue on with the lightning bolt somewhere, you know. Um, you know, I, I'll have to do a sketch. I'll have to sketch one up, and I'll send it to you. Yeah, I would love that. Put I it would the love page. that. Just don't let Gene see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think he already hates us because the leader of the Kiss Army is a favorite guest of ours, Bill yeah. Starkey. That man is obsessed with his intellectual property. Oh, my God. <laughs> But how but he didn't mind make he didn't mind making potato potato that, head dolls. That's true. How was it playing? You go from you know the hard rock and roll with Jaded. You go to the international Spanish flair of Alejandro. Now you're playing with Rachel Platten, which is more pop oriented. Was that a hard transition for you? Um, no. But you know, probably the most challenging part was to not play too much because you know, keep it simple. Play it like the record is pretty much you know what the goal was there when you're doing like the Today Show or something. People want to hear it like the single, you know? So it was like, don't throw in a little pill. Don't throw in a fixed slide here. You know, just play it as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that was cool too because I, you know, that's, that's a learning experience too. Like just lay back and be cool and, yeah, I was going to say that. That's a very vocal song. Yeah. I mean, a very empowering yeah. song. And she sings very, her heart out. Very and, empowering uh, song, absolutely. I may not be all about the bubblegum pop and the empowerment songs. I ain't either, but I'll tell you what, I could, I could probably whip about 50 freaking push-ups out there in that song. Like I said, she was at the fair a couple years ago, and I heard a lot of her set. She's not very bubblegum. She's pretty decent as far as pop stars go. Uh, and Okay, and because I wasn't there, I have to agree with that, but the stuff that has been fed to us via the radio or... Well, let's put it this way. I'll just give you a tune to her character because I heard a story when I was at the fair, she went from making a million dollars a show to taking a $10,000 minimum because she booked the Woodstock Fair before she got famous, and she still willingly came and did the show. Wow, that's so, fantastic. Yeah, she's Speaks really good. Character. Yeah, she's a really good person, and she was a really great artist. Now, the, que- the question is, Brit- yeah, and you know, she's, a, she's from Massachusetts, too. Oh, I no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah I she's actually recently. Like a, a virtuoso that's why she did the fair. Player. She's like, she's like just classically trained. I don't know if she does it now, and her show so much, but she's like a phenomenal uh, piano player. Fantastic. Now, you've also yeah. had some great side projects that I've been able to catch over the years. There was Chick Six, there was the uh, Heart Tribute Band mm-hmm. that I saw, and the one that you are doing in LA, I don't know if you're still doing it on the side now that you're with Vixen, was uh, Paradise Kitty, the Guns N' Roses tribute. Yeah, that was super fun. I'm, I'm not doing that anymore just because um, 
but we're going to be ramping up and getting really busy with some Vixen dates, um, especially next year. So um, I couldn't really commit to both. But, um, yeah, that was super fun and got to, got to play all the cool L.A. clubs that I always wanted to, like the Whiskey and Viper. And I was going um, to say to see all rock. To see you at the Whiskey on the stage, the same stage that Vince Neil and Eddie Van Halen and all these huge people were on, I'm like, dude, my the, girl made it. My girl the, made it. The Viper Room? I know. I ever, when I first went there, I was like, damn, this is cool. Because I just remember sitting, uh, you know, around in high school, just like reading every, you know, the dirt and all the, you know, every book that was ever written about Punta's trip and just all the history. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm like actually on this stage now. That is cool. But did you make toads? Oh, I think have yeah. you played have you played Toads in New Haven? Toads, yes, yes. We Fuck play yeah! Toads. There you go. <laughs> we did play Toads. I the, think we played there twice. You're not anybody twice. unless you played Toads. <laughs> the infamous, <laughs> the infamous <laughs> Brian Phelps let you play at Toads. The man who turned down Madonna let you play at Toads. But he let Henry Rollins play there. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! I, <laughs> Brittany, I used to DJ at Toads plays. I know the owner. That guy's got terrible taste in music. So you're lucky he let you play. <laughs> He let Paul Stanley play there, and his solo act was garbage. He I let see. Bad Fish play there three That's times. That's true. So. Living Color played there, Run DMC. I know. They all I got saw, photos all I've over the place. I've seen so many great <laughs> bands at Toad's Place. Great question, but nothing beats the whiskey. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and if I ever get out to L.A., I'm going to sit in Lemmy's seat at the Rainbow because that's that's my guy. Oh, yeah, you have to. That's okay. a, that's much. Oh, my Lord. So I think it was a year ago or two years ago, the world got the tragic news about Jan from Vixen passing from cancer. And yeah, four. Four years ago. Was it four? Wow. See, I'm getting old. I thought four it was this like, year, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're agreeing that I'm old or you're agreeing that I'm wrong on the date? Well, <laughs> you know what's interesting, though? You know what's cool? We, you know, we dated, played, we opened for Jan one time. Really? Uh, I, brief, I briefly met her one time. Um, at the Webster, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I don't remember what year it was, but she was doing a version of Vixen. I remember that. I didn't go to the show, but I do remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that was pretty cool. So I actually did. was lucky enough mm-hmm. to meet her once. And I think it was a little less or a little more than a year ago that the world got the news that Vixen has a new guitar player, and there you are. Is this another music- is this another musician referral thing, or did you like seek this out on your own? Um, no, I didn't know the position was available. Um, and uh, what ended up happening was, let me think. Uh, yeah, just I, I was playing a show, and um, their manager was there, and uh, Johnny Play, and I think knew that there were some issues with the current lineup, and. Um, so he thought of me, and he just recommended me to the girls in the band, and um, they did some research, and they were like, oh, seems cool. Let's, let's give it a go, try it out, and it kind of just all fell into place. And, uh, Almost like the ACDC story. A, not too far from what? it, yeah. yeah. Not, uh, my, not unlike yeah. ACDC back in the day Von with uh, Scott pretty much Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson said, if something happens to me, he replaces me. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, it's, yeah. And it's, it's crazy because if you really uh, – most bands, I mean, you have the lead singer – and you have the, there you have my dog that knocks <laughs> shit okay. over. You take over. We have the, you have the the lead singer, and then you also have the the lead guitarist. And and there's two different aspects of this band, but they're also very 
unique in their own in their own way, and they make the band what they are. Was it hard to fill in that role? Um, you know, this, this meeting all the girls, everybody has this great energy, and um, you know, no like egos or anything, and they're just all they're all so easy to work with, and um, you know, they were all um, supportive of letting me kind of do things in the style of my own, uh, but still representing music. And so everybody was really open and easy to work with. Um, and so it, it kind of just felt natural just jumping into it. Um, so you're saying that really... guys, guys have bigger egos when it comes to bands? Oh, yeah. Without question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, DJs I too. You would, think, you would think an all-girl band would have more drama, but I think it's absolutely the opposite. There's a reason back in 82 why Robin Crosby of Rat was not hired to replace Ace Frehley and Kiss because Robin Crosby, his nickname is The King. He thought he was the greatest of all time. Ego. I'm quite sure anybody who's ever met Ingve Momstein, and I have met Ingve Momstein, he thinks you should kiss the ring the moment you meet him. <laughs> but uh-huh. but that's Engve. That's crazy. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Was it was it difficult <laughs> for you? I know that Vixen had a certain image in the late '80s, and obviously, anybody who saw them recently anywhere, I saw you guys at Mohegan Sun. You know, it's it's toned down from the big hair, giant white boots, et cetera, so forth image of the '80s. Is it is it difficult to replace someone? All the people I spoke to, I'm going to see Vixen. My, my friend's a new guitar player. Oh, she's taking over for the ultra-hot guitar player who passed away. Is it difficult to not only replace someone who was so beloved by the fan base, but who was looked at as a goddess amongst their fan base? Um, I mean, yeah, that's, those are easy shoes to fill. Um, that's for sure. And, um, I mean, I, you know, I don't come myself to her exactly i i look up to her i i think she was i, I think she was a really underrated guitar player i think she was amazing and she was definitely absolutely gorgeous um and had great style and from every story i've ever heard was just a really nice down earth person um which is awesome so i mean i just uh i try to do my homework and you know study how she plays and um you know do the song justice and uh represent, you know, what she was trying to right. trying to bring, you know? Because all that old music is there if the people want it. So you really got to kind of carve your own niche. You right. don't really need to replace anybody, you know? Yeah, but, you know, the fans have been awesome. Like, everybody I've met has been super supportive and welcoming. So um, I appreciate all that. How have the ladies been? Cher, Janet, Roxy? Oh, how are they? Yeah. Oh, they're awesome. They're super cool. I feel like they're my sisters. No, don't don't <laughs> don't, don't say it because they signed the check. Say it because you mean it. <laughs> no, it, we no, want some we want I some real world LA stuff. Come on. No, we don't. <laughs> I know you put some dirt. I don't really have any. Though. No, that's why I said. I, that's why I was saying that more. It seems like more of the egos come from the male bands. It exactly. really. And it's funny well, thing is, you would literally say, "Oh, well, it seemed like the the females would have quote unquote." more drama but no. it seems like they were very much that, fucking welcoming the, i mean the, the ego is an old school mentality for selling yourself you know mm-hmm. the loudest most oh, i don't know it's still around no <laughs> ego is very much still around what i'm saying is left over from what you used to have to do to get noticed you right had, you know like you had to be like a david lee roth you know to get noticed right right and you right. know women entered rock and roll a little bit later probably like the 70s i think they started making their mark 
and Janis Joplin. Janis really Joplin, you know, yeah. They, yeah. They, like, look, Janis Joplin, great musician, not much to look at. <laughs> so but an she, incredible had to, right, musician, she had to be yeah. an incredible musician because she didn't really have a huge well, image. Well, most people sell. didn't know when she first started off, she sang in the background. Right. And people were trying to figure out who the lead singer was. She wasn't going to let herself be known before oh, finally I, a couple shows I, I, in. I she let there, was a, there was a lot of musicians that were like that back then. Like Jimi Hendrix didn't like to be looked at right. when he played or no. something. So he'd, he'd play in the back and he'd sing in the he back. Hated he hated the sound of his own not voice. See him, which is absolutely insane. We're yep, so stuck yeah. on image. You know, right, I'm so stuck right. on image. That even somebody as successful as Janis Joplin had that image problem, had that right. image deal, you know? Right. Now, going, getting back to Britney, are you, were you a fan of Vixen coming up, or was that a band that oh, entered yeah, your yeah, radar yeah. late? No, I mean, when I was getting in all the hair band stuff, they were definitely my radar because, you know, there weren't many female bands at that. all. I mean, and it was like, yeah, we get bored, and then it was like Vixen. Um, I didn't have a guitar I liked a lot, too, but like as far as, you know, female guitar players, there weren't. No, many. not, so, yeah, you're yeah, right, I, not a lot. I'm trying to, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, you had Heart. I, yeah, uh, Heart I mean, was, Heart was the on first, my radar. In, in, my, in my opinion, the first band that I ever came across, like, oh, yeah, as far Heart, as yeah, the yeah, guitarist yeah. And, the, and lead singer. And, you, and then you'd have, you'd have discussion with your boys. Oh, no way. The lead singer's fucking hot. No, no, no. Guitarist is way hotter, right. man. Come on. Yeah, you know, I was going like... to you remember what they used to do in the music videos? <laughs> yes. It was, like, all her, and then the singer yeah. was pushed in the background. Yeah, exactly. Right. I used to hate that. But yes. I'm trying to, I'm running through my Rolodex. I can think of, like, maybe Femme Fatale or Lorraine Lewis. And... No, there's, no, there's really not a whole lot. No. No, there really is not. Absolutely not. Man. What was the, what was the Christ? It was a Canadian band. Um, they did "If the Walls Could Talk." I, I vividly remember seeing them open for Alice Cooper once. Uh, Skew Siskin, maybe female guitar player, female wow. singer. Yeah, maybe dude. One Holy album crap. done. I was gonna say like one and done. But yeah, she was crap. good. No, they. That's just it. They do bring out some good songs. I, I don't that's... know her name, but didn't um, was it um, uh, Springsteen or somebody have a female guitarist at one point? I think so. Yeah, I, I didn't know her name for the life of me, but like she used to like really rock out mm. too and stuff with Springsteen. Okay. So you've been around the world. You're doing your thing. You are now firmly entrenched in, in Vixen. And some inside dirt for those of you who are listening to this show who do not follow Vixen or Brit Lightning on Facebook, Twitter, etc. You guys are recording right now. Uh, Jessica brings up Jefferson Airplane and White Rabbit. But she was a singer, though, man. Grace Slick was the singer. She didn't play an instrument. The Mamas and the Papas might come close to that. I'll yeah, give Jessica a little same, credit. And I was going to say the same thing. Uh, yeah, same thing. A lot of people will turn around and say Fleetwood Mac, but she was a singer, and, and the rest of the thing, you know, that was... Twirled her dress the entire time. Uh, yeah. I got no uh, A lot of her solo stuff she played, though. Okay. Stevie Nicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Right. Later. Later, I, I watched though. Document- later. I watched later. a documentary with her, and she plays a lot of guitar, All right. actually. No, later. I stand later, corrected. Absolutely, absolutely. How are you guys? You guys are in the studio now, right? Yes, we just did a little bit. We just got out. It was a quick, a quick little, you know, time in there. But uh, we wish we had more time. But we're gonna do more later. But we um, we went in and uh, just worked on uh, a new single and a um, newer version of one of the classics. So um, you're not gonna tell us which one, are you? Soon. You're not gonna tell us no, which one, are you? <laughs> all right, all right. Is it is it easier recording now than it was then with the technology, or do you find it more of a pain in the ass? Now versus back in the day? Yeah. Back in the day, well, like, 
tape time, that would have been tough to like make edits and stuff. I well, tapes, absolutely, like... absolutely. But I mean, I'm, we're talking. I think at this point, you're you're more like the CD genre as opposed to like the MP3s oh. genre. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, technology yeah, yeah. has really jumped up within the last decade alone. You know right. what I'm saying? So when Jaded re- made yeah. their when Jaded right. made their record in exactly. 2005. The, the recording process, obviously, in the last twelve exactly. years, has changed. Exactly. Yeah, so, they were so still do you, using do you tape find it right? Do you find it easier or more distractive now? Um, no, I think it's easier. Um, you know, and a lot of a lot of it's, it's almost easier too because for amps and stuff like that, you can um, you know, use like a modeling amp. So then you can kind of record the signal in and you can always change the sound afterwards and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. Um, I say things have improved to get simpler. You can still get the good, you know, there's so many, so much great software that you can, you know, tweak to make the quality sound, you know, like you want it. You can make it sound old. You can make it sound like it was recording on tape. You know, you can just do anything now. So it's pretty cool. Excellent. So we don't want to take up too much more of your time. I'm going to share a secret with you. Um, obviously, I'm going to bring this picture back. <laughs> Guys, this is Vixen. From the left to the right, Cher Ross, Roxy Petrucci, Janet Gardner, and our friend Brett Lightning. Now, I'm going to share a secret with you. You cannot tell the band. Promise me. Okay. Okay. I am a 17-year-old boy back in 1861, or the late 80s, whatever you prefer. I had, uh-huh. and and seeing her on stage the other night was just the end of it. I'm like, wow, she is still one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Cher Ross was my go-to crush back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, she still is just drop-dead gorgeous. And the fact that she could do something like Vixen and go on, I think, I know she did Contraband for a little while with that uh, all-star lineup. Yeah. That was fantastic. She's always been on my radar as if I ever got a hall pass, Cher Ross is the one. Bada bing. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'll pass it on. No, because <laughs> the next time you come to town, she's going to be like, where's the pervert? <laughs> trying to build relationships here, Brett, is, not is hear it, them is it, you want, is it being you know, a pervert or is it I being honest? A good word for you. I'm just saying. I, can I, have a, I have a good one right now. She's the best thing that ever happened to me. You met her. I know that. I know that. I know that. So don't get me in trouble. I, I still have to I go. Hello. I certainly <laughs> will. I still have to go home tonight, you know. Yeah. She, she might give you a free one. Maybe. Maybe. Your question, Michael. No, that I said that was that was that was perfect, man. That that's it was absolutely perfect. She had your back. Yeah. She had your back and she was looking out for you, but at the same time it you know, she she still had <laughs> an opening for you, man. That's that's fucking awesome. Still right. still playing wingman for you. Awesome. Well, <laughs> We certainly appreciate all the time you've given us. And Do not forget your kiss face paint. We're yes. looking forward to that. All right. Okay, I, I, I will follow have up with you. Okay, wait. We got I one will. more. One more question. I got to. I want one final question, and this is the important one. Okay. Did Vinny Vincent save Kiss? Exactly. No. <laughs> if you could play with any dead artist, who would it be? With any dead artist? Yes. Yep. That is no longer with us. Um, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, Let's say there's a heaven and they're putting a band together and you get a chance to play with whoever can be anybody. I mean, I would love to jam with Jimi Hendrix. That would be pretty, pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, wait, I just thought uh, of know, a question. I'd love to, like, be in a band with Jim Morrison, too. That'd be pretty Ooh. awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, and I know he's not dead yet, but Phil Collins could probably play the drums for your band, and right. that would be pretty badass. But if you have to choose dead people, yeah. throw Eric Carr and Dimebag Daryl in that group. Oh, there you go. Oh, but yeah, I ever see Dimebag's going to take her spot. And, and no. Hey, Darren with, with Tom Petty would be pretty cool. I'd love to. There you go. That's my boy. That's and by the boy. way, yeah. big, big ups to you guys for doing the Tom Petty tribute during the show. Yeah. That was fantastic. Heard about that. Oh, thanks. Heard about yeah, that. Yeah, I had to do that. Now, going on the Tom Petty bit, that same weekend was the Las Vegas tragedy. Um, when you guys go out on the road again, is there any thought and extra security or fear in your mind that this could happen to you? And what kind of precautions do you plan on taking? You know, I don't think about it. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't think you, you can should. Live That's you rock and roll, right? You, you should, you shouldn't think about it. I do remember when Don was shot, thinking like, "Holy shit!" Like you could just be. You're so vulnerable up here. Like mm-hmm. any, there's so many crazy people. You anything could just happen at any given moment. But you can't. You just can't let any threat stop you from living your life and doing what you want to do. So I mean, it, it's awful that. You have to think about that, and it's awful that I always think about exits every time I go into any type of public building or movie theater. But um, yeah, you've just gotta, I guess, just gotta be aware and prepared for you know. You can just know the that anything they control can it. The music dies, man. Yeah, pretty much. The minute the minute the bad people control it, you're right. The, the, the music dies, good. and then that's it, man. That's music, right. Music yep. dies, yeah. and it's yeah. over for everybody. Like that's 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 the done. That's that's the finito. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, no, yeah, we can't. can't. Let fear win. Exactly. 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 Brittany, thank you for the music. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being my friend. And we hope that know. in the future, maybe we could arrange it that we could do a video Skype thing, not only with you, but the rest of the band Vixen. And we will, cool. we will make it a live stream podcast. And let's have some fun. Cool. That would be awesome. Well, I'll follow up with you on that. And thank you so much for having me. And yes, for always being my friend and your um, continuous support. Always. I really appreciate it. I don't care if you were playing rap music, I'd support you. <laughs> that says a lot. Well, I'd be, I'd be, a, there, I'd but. be a little angry, but I'd support it. And don't tell Cher my secret. <laughs> at least not oh, while, at okay. least not while I'm listening. <laughs> All right, Brittany, well, thank, thank you. Thank you guys both so much. Great talking to you. All right. Free tickets. <laughs> Free tickets? We'll see. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll be back in Connecticut soon. Back in on the East Coast, at least somewhere. Let me know. These guys would love to come meet you, and uh, I'm, I, I always enjoy being in your presence. Oh, thank you. Likewise. It was so great to see you. I wish we had more time to, to hang out when we were together. But You were doing yeah. business. It's all good. Thanks again, Britt. We'll talk to you soon. Good night. Okay, thank you. Good night. Okay, bye-bye. Good night. What do you guys think? Awesome. She is fantastic. She sounds like a lot of fun. Down oh, to earth. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's funny. It's just like I was bringing up the point earlier. It's, you know, you, you expect, especially the way that we're brought up and, and, and this whole female bring drama thing, that it, it would be, you know, a drama fest. But it just seems like they were so fucking cool and so controlling that it just would seem like, like a band like Poison wouldn't be able to take a replacement for CC without having a big issue. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, it's it's awesome to hear something like that. And it's awesome to know that that even though it's typecasted as a 
Jean, you know, a genre freaking female band. metal exactly, band. Exactly. That they not only broke the mold, but they can bring you some real fucking music that actually means something and actually rocks. You know Absolutely. What I'm um, point being, Four Non Blondes, we both agree that they are hell of a musicians. They, they, the certainly, problem they is, certainly had a bigger future than they actually than they encountered. Got, than right. they got. And the, and the sad part was because they got sold the way that they were. They were, they were like the... Uh, well, when you're they first, were like the hippie bangles for when crying out fir- loud. But when your first hit is so huge that you have nowhere to go but down, the rest of that record, if anybody ever had the Four Non Blondes record, it was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. There were three or four other songs I could have seen be the lead single, have What's Up come later on. I would say like the sixth song. Like the sixth song on that album, just to bring just to bring the life back. I don't in remember that album, the name. You know what I'm saying, but, yeah. but no, absolutely that because that was her, the thing with that one was she just she hit the high notes and she was singing the high notes the whole fucking song. You know what I'm saying? You still have people to this day come to my karaoke bar and ask for that song, and I almost want to cut them off. Like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> no, you you can't hit that note. Slow the fuck down, okay? Very few can. Just because it was a one-hit wonder does not mean the song sucked, okay? You have to get that through your fucking heads. The problem was they didn't know how to sell these girls. They just thought all we have to do is put a girl band out there and people are going to buy their fucking records. The problem was... No, it didn't work that way. You didn't know how to sell them. You didn't know what songs to put out there for. You put their power fucking song, the first song out, and people were done. You you can't beat right. a song like that. And now man. throwing it back to Vixen, their first single, if I remember correctly, was uh, "Edge of a Broken yes. Heart," yes. which was not the best tune on the record. But the second, or the it was the second one, "Crying," and then "Love Made Me," which was the third single. Right. Oh but my the god! First, the your first ass. one made you. Take Listen, notice. yeah, right, exactly. Notice. Um, hell, fucking poison. I want to say their 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 first uh, the breakthrough from um, look what the cat dragged in. Um, it wasn't look what the cat dragged in. Nope, it was it was uh, talk dirty to yes. me. Yes, talk dirty to me was a very no. That was the second one that came out because look what the cat. Thank you, thank you. I had to, I had to think. I was, yeah, I was gonna say because dude, I I know those. And when the first one came out, you were like, this ain't poison. What the fuck is this shit? I thought they were some ugly chicks. But but it made you go out and get the album. It certainly did. And then did. when you listened to the album, you were like, dude, why aren't they playing this shit? Since when are chicks named Bobby and Ricky? <laughs> well, now in 2017, that could happen. But back then, I was like, oh, these chicks can play. No, They're they, named Bobby they and fucking, Ricky and Brett. They fucking rocked it, man. They fucking rocked it. Yeah, they, well, I think that, that's why they... they like I said, I preferred the term glam rock. I think that's why they got rid of the term glam rock and went with hairband. Because they were trying to break away from that feminized makeup. It was glam. It was glam. That was the idea behind it. Let's fucking be honest with you. Every and 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 every fucking album that came out past that glam, the glam rock got even worse. Between the fucking bushy fucking like the the pink blush all over their cheeks. I mean, it just got beyond. Got beyond exactly. They were like literally. Look, like Warrant. And sometimes... You remember right. Warrant, their fucking yeah. first one, the Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stick, yes. and Rich, and you open up that, and they were literally had blush, and, and they had fucking and, lipstick uh, and eyeliner, and you were like... I love the fact... It was supposed to be anti-culture or yes. counterculture. Yes, right. was, yes. You know? yes. I liked as they went along, and you could point to, like, Poison, the Vinnie Vincent invasion. I'm trying to think of the other... Uh, what the hell? I can see them now. 
The picture's in my head. Saigon Kick. No, I'm just... <laughs> no. Um, I want to say... Whole Surfers? I want to say Pretty Boy Floyd. Just more makeup than yes. any one of yes. your mother, yeah. aunts, uncles yeah. would ever wear. We're not talking about Kiss theater makeup. We're talking about... They look Dude, like chicks with Twisted dicks. Sister. Twisted Sister. Was but, horrible. I mean, like, but, granted, that was their image because they were Twisted Sister. But, dude, they were bad. Oh, like, yeah. It was, it was They were bad. bad. They were bad Alice ass, Cooper. That was even early, jumping early, early, early. Late, late. Remember when he came back? Feed My Frankenstein and all that other shit, dude? He started doing that fucking A glam rock shit. But he really started coming back bit. for that glam rock shit, too. Will Chabot says, thank God for Dan Malloy. Stick what around. the fuck Stick are you around. talking Stick about? Stick around, Will. He's Wait just, to hear top ten. He's, yeah. He's. Will's playing. Wait, Will's, Will's being a douchebag right now. No, Will, Will's, Will's, <laughs> Will's good people. No, he's just uh, being no, a douchebag about to watch the Malloy comment. To watch knows. some of these bands move forward out of, look, we need to stop looking like something we'd screw after the show and start putting ourselves out there. Rat was another one. Yes. And when yes. Rat toned it down and just um, let the music speak. Winger. Winger. Winger was a fucking bad one because they wanted to be so hard. <laughs> but, but they still look like chicks. <laughs> but then they just turned on the makeup and you were like, wow. <laughs> I really do want to fuck Kick Winger. Right. <laughs> right in his bunghole. Dang. I never thought that. Not in the least. He was a good looking girl. I thought at first until he grew that beard. Yes, I thought I thought him and the chick that danced on the fucking car in the white snack video were the same fucking person. Tony Katane. I thought they, they could were the be. same. You never person. see him in the same room. I thought they were the same person. Which for the there goes time. Kip Winger as a guest. <laughs> we could get Tony Katane, but we'll never get Kip Winger after that comment. You really want Kip Winger on this show? He's a classically trained musician, and right now he's doing symphonies. I'd love to hear the transformation from hair metal to symphony. But no, he's not on my list. He's never been emailed. You know who else? He was on Stu's fucking chest, man. Stuart from <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Motley Crue, uh, Jessica just brings up, started looking like warriors from a Mel Gibson movie. No, they were To bad. looking like chicks, to they, looking yeah. all badass again. Yeah, and then they had fucking the, the triangles on their cheeks and mm. shit. No, we, we've been through it. We've, we, we know exactly what you're talking about. Well, white snack. Uh, you got you got called out for your Freudian slip. White snack. I know. I I always call him white snack. Oh, did you really? No, no. The reason why is because when we used to sing karaoke, um, Mark, Mark, has, our Mark, yeah, our Mark, literally has. He was the last person I knew to actually do a book. The binder. Yeah, and in the in the binder, if you looked under white snake, it was actually written white snack. White snack. She, Jessica just said it. It's the. Uh, Mark's misspelled book. Striper, good call by Will. Another band, Christian metal band. They started I, out looking tough, started looking like chicks, and they toned it down again. Yeah. I got some 90s trivia for you guys in our audience at home if they want to participate. All right. What are we giving away? Nothing. Okay. Um, what was on the T-shirts for Beavis and Butthead when they were not on the TV show? Oh, in the movies? Do I not get to answer? No, nope, like on the merchandise. I know, because oh, I have enough merchandise. Yeah. I'll write it down just so people know I'm not cheating. I'm we'll give, we'll give the audience a chance. We'll give them about, say, one minute. I'm writing it down right now. So, um, early in the show, not to take away from, from the rock and roll, earlier in the show, before we went live, yep. and before we had Brittany on, we had a little segment called, You Know Who's Gay? Oh, before now, we even went high, exactly. we know who's gay. Now, it didn't even make the show, but I think it's time that since we had a minute to blow. Okay. 
Minute to Blow. Uh. <laughs> that we would break it down. Let's call. Um, do you know? Do you know how I know they're gay? Oh, I like that. Okay. All right. All right. You ready? Go so ahead. we'll start it with. You know who's gay? You know who's gay? Rock. The Rock. Now, now, now you question. Tell them why. Why, say, why. why do you think The Rock's gay? Why do I think The Rock is gay? Well, it's simple. The Rock has been divorced for over 10 years now, and we have not recently seen a single picture with The Rock with a woman. However, however, and I did, I did, Ange, because I, I, I don't know if you're watching or not, but you did bring up before you left that he has not had pictures with guys. However. Paul Stanley. Paul, I made that up. No, no. That was like this. They yeah, wa- I know. They walked in like this. But that's that's a rumor. That's a rumor. But The Rock did do a very exclusive swimsuit edition with Zach. Zephron from, from the Baywatch. From the Baywatch. So okay. so if you want to reach for something, all right, I'm reaching on that. I'm just letting you know. Uh, at at what is it? At The Rock. I think at, it's at The Rock. Okay, so Twitter at The Rock. You know why I know you're gay, Rock? Because you haven't taken a picture with a woman since your divorce. There was there was a time where he was dating the daughter of the drummer who just recently passed in the last two years from Boston. But there was not a lot of hype and hullabaloo. You never saw pictures. It was all no because because um, he made rumored her, innuendo, if you will. He made her cut her hair. And yeah, it was <laughs> it was a long time. All right, I've said it for years, and I'm going to say it again. You know who's gay? Who's gay? Paul Stanley's gay. And why do you know he's gay? Why do I know he's gay? Oh, there's just a litany of reasons. After 40 years of this being my favorite band, but just recently, Paul Stanley has entered into an agreement to sell personally made jewelry to the fans. Yes, I will make this jewelry for you. That's super. Yes, it is. Maybe him and The Rock can get together and make you know, jewelry together. I used to, I used to point ha- at this. Hasn't he been married to the same woman? Rock Hudson was married for 22 I'm years. Just, I'm just asking. <laughs> How'd yes, that end? It's a yes or no what question. What was the finish on that one? Doesn't he have kids? Yes. Rock Hudson had kids. So does The Rock. Well, Rock has kids. What was okay. the finish on okay. that one? Anthony Hopkins was gay. But he was married to the same woman, and he said, I've only ever loved your mother to his kids. He said, the only woman I've ever loved was your mother. The only woman I've ever loved was your mother. Right. He's who's loved to, lots of men after that. He's loved lots of men after that. Who's to say that Paul Stanley isn't putting his love gun into every holster named Steve in the history of the world? You don't know. Because Steve would have turned up by now. Probably. Do you know Let, who's unless he's getting Unless he's getting paid off underneath the table. Look. I know and Gene would have sold that information if it made him a buck. No, Gene would no. hide that shit. Gene no, would be like, because Gene got no, because Gene got curious one night. No, Gene. If, Gene, you, if anybody's Gene. read any the first two books, don't read any of the bullshit he's written after Kiss and Makeup and Sex Money Kiss. Those two books were insightful into the world of Gene Simmons and Kiss. Everything after that is a bluster to say, look at me, be like me, fuck you, Gene. Um, when Kiss's manager back in the seventies, Bill Coin came out to the band, it was Gene who was like, did you know that Bill was gay? I didn't know that Bill was gay. And Paul's like, I knew. Of course he knew. Ding! He Paul knew. Stanley, gay! Next. You know who's gay? Who's gay? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beating you that punch. Aaron Rodgers. No, he's not gay. He just holds his own hand when he dates a supermodel. He That's... does. Uh, as Tommy Summers said not too long ago, all this... Um, Throwing the flag motion that he does kind of kills that. And look, we're not picking on we're not picking on anybody who is gay, lesbian, et cetera, and so forth. 
we're picking on celebrities who we just have a grudge against, so let's have fun with it. Uh, you know his guy? Who's gay? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum? Yeah. I don't doubt it. You're supposed to say why. <laughs> why? Wait, wait. I hadn't gotten that far yet. There's no devil's advocate on that one. Move yeah, on. Move on. Next. Because he's playing Gambit. Okay. Yeah, all right. You know who's gay? Who's gay? Who's gay? Jason Momosa. <laughs> I'll buy it. Why is he gay? Because <laughs> he's playing the growl. <laughs> you know who's gay? From a listener. <laughs> who's gay? Connecticut Governor Daniel Malloy. <laughs> and you can probably guess who the listener was. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, yes, he is. He's very gay. I think he's a little bitch, but I don't think he's gay. You know, know who's gay? That. Who's gay? Richard Gere. That rumor's been out there for a million years. <laughs> That's as close the as... 80s call. They want their gay rumor back. No, wait. They want their gerbil back. You know... You know. <laughs> You, know you don't gay? want that gerbil back. Okay. I'm going to get that gerbil on the show. I'll tell you what, that wow. gerbil's going to tell you guys what the fuck is up. Wow. Lammy winks, lammy winks. See, he's we, uh, smart. No, he's stay smart. away from mimosa. That's what they're at, saying. At least, at least he put a gerbil up his ass because gerbils can't talk. <laughs> Other motherfuckers be putting real people up their asses that can't shut their fucking mouths. I got, I got nobody else on my gaydar. Eric so. Mitchell says no trigger here. Good. Janelle says stay away from mimosa. You know, wait, 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 wait. I, I, only because Mimosas. I, only because I saw somebody's name pop up on the live Whatever, feed. fucking Aquaman. Stay so, away from so Aquaman. I, stay so away I, from the mimosas. I, I gotta fuck with him, and this is just a. This is not a personal <laughs> knock. I <laughs> love you to death, kid. I'm always gonna say this. You know who's gay? Who's gay? Roddy Piper was gay. Why is he gay? Wore a skirt for fucking forty years. Oh my god, he did. That's true. I'm true. I never fucking you put should, two you, and two you together. Know what? Why don't we? Holy shit, dude! Good there you call. go, dude. There are certain things. There are two things you don't fuck with. Yeah, go ahead. You don't fuck you with don't fuck with <laughs> something, and you don't fuck with Roddy. Piper. You don't fuck with the Relish King, and you don't fuck. No, with we Roddy have. Piper. We fuck with the Relish King. He like, never answers. Exactly. We fucked with the Relish King ten times on the show. We so. got one right here. Chris Helmsworth is gay. Thoughts? He fucked with the Relish King so much we had to um, yell no homo. Right. You know who's gay? Chris Helmsworth, like the Thor? Yeah. Oh, God. Thor is so gay. Yeah, Thor is super gay. And his brother. One day Liam you will actually say my name, Janelle Roberts-White, and it won't be Springer. I just say listeners most of the time, but if you need me to say it, and I will because I respect you, I love you, and I'm not blocked. Janelle, I'm saying your name. I love you. Big ups to you, and you're not gay. So... Anybody got anybody other? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Do you know who else is gay? Who's gay? My man from The Shield. Dean Ambrose? Nope. <gasps> Seth Rollins? Nope. Roman Reigns? Yes! Roman Reigns is gay! <laughs> Eric Mitchell has a theory. You know who's oh, gay? Oh, no, I'm not listening to this. La, 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 You know who's gay? La, la, la. Lead singer of, uh... Nope. No? The owner of... Ask! Who's, you know who's gay? Who's I'm gonna, gay? I'm gonna Batman and Robin? Fuck Why you. are they gay? Adam West. He didn't say... <laughs> Adam West is the reason they're gay. Oh, I might buy it. Let's not speak ill of the dead. Hey, hey. Whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know who's gay? Calling someone gay isn't ill, man. It's the no, 21st it's century. You know who's gay? Who's gay? Wentz from the Eagles. Probably. Probably. And Don Henley. He likes tight ends. <laughs> no, statistically speaking, he throws to a lot of tight ends. All right. So Carson Wentz is gay. I get it. It's all good. Um, you know who's definitely not gay? Here fucking Prince. Well, no. Well, no shit. He's dead. You but know who's gay? Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd. Because they so. went back and forth. You know how I know you're gay? You know how I know you're gay? <laughs> no, Seth Rogen's definitely got something going on with James Franco, though. I don't doubt it. I agree with you that. You see a lot of those. And they're like. And you know who else is gay? They look at each who? other. Who else is gay for each other? Who? 
Uh, I want to say Ryan Reynolds and freaking uh, what's his face that does Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, all they're Ooh. gay for each other. They're gay for each that other. That could be super bromance. Good, very like, much. Super fucking. Bromance. I heard that's the only way he'll play Wolverine. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. shock. I'm gonna yeah. shock the people right now. You know who I think is gay? Who's gay? Joe Girardi, the manager of the New York Yankees. Oh, he wants it. He does. He wants it. He does. Yeah, did you see? Did you see him grab Starlin Castro's ass the other night after that great play? Did you see him? Not not one of these like you see in sports where oh, you tap the ass and move along. Shit. He grabbed like full on goose Starlin Castro in the ass. Joe Girardi's gay, and I'm a Yankee fan, folks. You know, I can say that. This this pen is, drop. No, Someone I, should do that to Kaepernick next time he kneels. Grab his ass. I bet you he'd stand in a full, heartbeat. Just full on. <laughs> All right. Be like, be like, oh. All right. All right. Say me too, you know, bitch. You know say who, me too. One more. You know who's super gay? Who's super gay? Jason Lyons, soon to be son. Oh, there's a son coming? We're going to get a quick call in, and we are going to pimp a friend of ours that we met at the Helen Nacelle party. We're going to get his stuff out there. We're going to give him, what, five minutes, you think? Yeah, it works. And then we'll uh, roll the beautiful bean footage. Nobody's answered the Beavis and Butthead question. I'm a little shocked. But Jessica tried, but she named the T-shirts on the show. She yes, she did. She obviously didn't read the question. Well, I'll give them the freebie. Skull. Skull was one of them. I had both of them. I wrote it down. Skull was one of them. That's on the merchandise, kids. This is not and, on the actual. And it has a lot to do with Skull. Yes. Yes. One of the words. Kim Jong-un is wicked gay. I'll give you that one, Will. Good Why? Because he's fucking Why Kim Jong-un. Why is he Jong gay? Un. He's fingering them. Oh, here it comes now. You ready? Hello, my friend. Loki and Jabroni. What's going on, brothers? How are you? Introduce yourself to the fine folks. Hey, this is the one and only Team Black from the top rope in sport and also... Representing MJ Video Games and Collectibles, 1049 Queen Street in Southington. Fuck yeah. The Good. biggest store this side of Connecticut, period. Correct. Get everything right. you need. And they had Jimmy Hart in the store recently. Mm-hmm. Big fucking store. If you and, guys haven't had a chance to actually go down there and check it out, it is fucking huge. And I think I think you and your son, was it your son, did really well yeah, in the truth. Yeah, uh, my oldest, Blake, which was cut off from the microphone. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, we, well. Oh yeah, because he kept wanting to say crazy stuff. But you guys did really well in the trivia contest. Yes, but he was right though about the Red Sox. They do stink. Yes, they do. But anyway, okay. First of all, before I go anything else, first of all, November third, from five to seven thirty, one half of the Powers of Pain, the Big Man, the Warlord, will be there nice. at MJ Video Games and Collectibles for an autograph signing. Nice. Looking forward to that. So, hey, first of all, let's see freaking Aaron Judge is finally getting his head out of his ass. You know, it would be nice if, oh, and here it is. I know Aaron Judge is young, and I know Aaron Judge is trying to build on his 50-plus home run season as a rook, but you don't have to swing at everything. Pick your pitches. There's a reason you hit 50 home runs in the season. Well, you're also, you in, your you're also in the playoffs. He's also a rookie. He's also in okay. a very big moment. Like, there's a lot of things that go. A lot of people. I understand. Look, I'm, I'm I am a Red Sox fan, and I've been through this. I, mm -hmm. I get what everybody's going through. A lot of people forget when Dustin Pedroia first came onto the scene, and we went to the playoffs. 
He was not a big name. He wasn't a big name until almost two years in the playoffs because much like he does now, he swung out of his shoes at every fucking pitch. Right. And I was saying much like you you are saying now, you don't have to swing at every pitch, dude. It's because it's a big game scenario and people all season long. Rise for the judge. He's rise for the judge. He baby. has been living up to it, and now not only does he want to give it back to the fans, he wants to give it back so bad that he's reaching for it. You know, I don't have so much of a problem with Aaron Judge's lack of hitting as I have with Gary fucking Sanchez. There are three rules: no, uh, catch the ball, make the pivot, make the tag. You had one job, Gary. One. Well, a lot of people forget one. about Bill Buckner. He was the original. You know, yeah. make, the, make the catch. Then make the throw. So right. I, I mean, catch the ball, make the pivot, <laughs> tag the base. I get it. What else do you got to pimp We've for us today, my there. friend? So the reason why I was calling, I'm calling about TLC. Okay, we got and, a couple minutes to spare. You know, I, I, I don't think I. My opinion about the Shield versus the Miz and the Miz, you know. With now it being a five on three, because I mean, granted, I know they can do it, but Dean Ambrose had opened his big mouth. I don't think with now Kane added to that match, I the the chance the chances for the Shield are slim to uh, none. I buy that to an extent, but when you're building a guy like Roman to be the next Superman, the next Cena, the next Austin, the next Hulk you have to put insurmountable odds in front of them. Add to that mix, you have Seth Rollins, who has knocked over everybody in his path with the exception of Finn Balor. And you add Dean Ambrose, who doesn't give half a shit about anything according to the way they program him. I, I think this is the perfect avenue to have that match. Okay, and then my other thing is this whole demon versus Sister Abigail storyline. Oh, my God. What will freaking Vince and the writers think of next with freaking Bray Wyatt? You know what? I, I think it's genius. And I'm not, I'm not just trying to be contrary here, but I think it's genius that if we've heard the name Sister Abigail for as long as the Wyatt family has been out there. The name of the move is the Sister Abigail. Randy Orton burns down the hut that Sister Abigail supposedly is buried in. I think this is genius. Because when they, I, I, I'll be honest, I, I didn't, I don't watch Raw on Monday nights, and I don't watch SmackDown on Tuesday nights. I watch it later on on, on stream on my Fire Stick. To watch that promo and to have that, you know, and then they switch, and he's got the the, the hood on and the wild uplighting and the face and all that. That's genius. It's not. It's no different than Finn Balor coming out as the pasty white English guy versus the guy with the body paint. This is kind of counteraction to the other angle. So when they when they finally go at it at TLC, you'll see Finn Balor and all his painted gimmickry, and that's fantastic. But which Bray Wyatt are you going to see? Are you going to see Bray Wyatt, the dirty redneck, or are you going to see Bray Wyatt in the Sister Abigail gimmick? That, to me... Yeah, very true, very true. That, to me, is well, is the cornerstone to that match. Well, I'm at, back at the police. will say, hey, um... Just to let you know, I'm going down to uh, Florida in the in the around April vacation where my kids have off from school, and um, that Tuesday night I'll probably be going up to Jimmy Hart's place in Daytona. It's like you know, as long as I can get a promo from from her, I will send you guys a promo from uh, one of the uh, TNA knockouts, uh, ODD. 
Oh, wow. ODB's fantastic. Yes, I guess she's a bartender at Jimmy Hart's place. So Very cool. If I, if I can get you one, I'll uh, post it up on the Loki and Jabroni page. That'd be fantastic. Thank you, sir. Now, All right, guys. I got to go watch my Yankees pull one out. How are they doing right now? Um, I think Judge just hit one deep, but it hit the wall. All right. What's so the... I was listening to, you know, I was listening to freaking uh, the radio. So. All right. Fair enough. I'm not watching right, the talk... game because the fans need me. So here we are. Uh, talk to you guys later. All right. Later, bro. So make sure you go to M&J Sports World in Southington. Catch the Warlord, who I understand is a really nice guy. Um, when we had Joe Laurinaitis on the phone, he said that uh, his real name is Terry. But that Terry's a real nice guy, so go catch the warlord. We'll give you that information a little further as we get information. He's a benevolent warlord. He is a benevolent warlord. And as we listen to Loki descend the stairs, I am going to ask you, my friend, to roll that beautiful bean footage. You know, I, I, you mentioned this while the mics were not on. Why have we not gotten a copyright claim from Europe, but we get it on animal crackers and anything else we try to put up? I well, bet. Well, the animal crackers has finally stopped because I, I finally okay. But sent next, them a nasty next week, next week, as you guys all because look forward to every month, is you know it's fucked up. Hopefully next week you have a Ted Nugent Award. Hopefully next week we'll be playing some Ted Nugent guitar noodling to introduce said Ted Nugent Award and. They've yet to say anything I, about I've been Ted watching Nugent. the news, man. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to say something really, truly dumb. But unfortunately, right. we have a, a president that tweets bullshit, and it always shadows the news. When, we, when the mics go off, I might have something for you to watch for, and maybe, just maybe, that could be your Ted Nugent Award. Submit it to the committee. Uh, absolutely. Can I just say something before you start it? Go ahead. Now, I was upstairs. You were. Taking care of the the little one. Yeah. Throwing a bed. I got two sleeping freaking beasts right now. Yep. And I heard you mention Roman Reigns. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. There's a reason why. You may have to hit the trigger warning on this one. There's, a, re- there's a reason why they brought the shield back. Because Roman Reigns is a big, stinky pile of no talent. Roman Reigns. Zero talent. Roman Reigns is the ultimate warrior of 2017. You're absolutely fucking right. He can't cut a promo. He can't wrestle to save his fucking life. He's got three fucking moves, and every single one of them besides the Superman punch has been stolen. All right? He is a has-been, and he is a never-was. He needs the shield. That's the only reason why he's going to Did you see that he was the last one to put his fist in? Yep. Do you know why? Because that builds the... The tempo that exactly they're building they, him to they, be the next Superman, they, and they he were can't waiting. Be. They were waiting for him to do this. This is the do me only a favor. Thing do me a favor. Close your eyes, real quick. Mm-hmm. I want you to name but the see, last I like Superman. That's I fine. Don't... Name the last four real Supermen in the WWE, and you can go back as far as say 1980. The last four real Supermen in the WWE, like 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 you mean Boy Scout. 
Superman. Doesn't necessarily have to be Boy Scout, but everybody they Because put when in, you say Superman, I'm saying like... Cause, uh, even like Superman example, had his faults. No, absolutely. But for the most part, he's the ultimate good guy. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, go with it. Like Hulk Hogan, one for of, example. Hulk Hogan a is A real one. American. Yep. All right? Um, I'm going to go even like we just mentioned him. Amer- uh, ultimate Warrior, too. Just being that freaking... Okay. He was super- weird, but he was he never strayed. Right, exactly. He was always that good guy. And um, Bob Backlund, same thing. Always that good guy. Even when they tried to make him a bad guy. He was still a good he guy. He was still a fucking good guy. And the only time he was a bad guy, he was still a good guy. Right. So we well, so got one more. Bruno San Martino in his heyday. That's too early, though. Yeah, way too my, early. My, my, way my too fourth early. would have been John Cena. I go with John Cena, too. Yeah. But the only problem is, don't forget, John Cena was a heel. When he started. When he started. So I I like where you're going with that because ever I, since he became a good I, guy, the only reason why he's become a quote-unquote bad guy is because of the fans. I call for John Cena to be disqualified. Why? Because he's he started as like a gimmick wrestler. Not no, that was his He gimmick. started playing and that then was he him, got moved dude. into the gimmick. He yeah. wanted that. Yeah, that yeah. was what his I'm character. What I'm saying, though, is like when you, when you look at Hulk Hogan and stuff, it just, just – I get the where cu- you're going. The you want to talk about gimmicks? With, with, it you was. Talk about it gimmicks? very much is. Dustin Rhodes goes over. I'm going to let him talk. This is good. I like this. Dustin How Rhodes. did Dustin Rhodes get over? <laughs> Dust, no, no. Not only get over. I'm just saying, when Dustin Rhodes when went to the done, WCW. When you're done, read Jessica's comment. I want to hear what you have to okay. say. Dustin Rhodes goes to WCW. What do they do? They put him in a fucking trench coat, and they paint his face white, and they call him Seven. All right? That's a fucking gimmick, dude. That's a gimmick, yeah. okay? He had no choice of that gimmick whatsoever. He literally came out on stage and was like, this is what WCW wants me to be. By the way, my name's Seven, and I hate this fucking gimmick as much as I hate the fucking gold dust gimmick. He took his fucking hat off, and he was done. John Cena came up with that gimmick. John right. Cena wanted that gimmick. He was pissed off when they took away and they wanted to do the whole, you know, never give up, never surrender shit. Right. He likes well, what being I, the thugonomics. What I, but that's what I'm saying, though. When he started out with that whole, you know, I don't have a problem with it on its face, but I wouldn't consider him a like a golden boy Superman type because of it. Right. Whereas, you know, like someone like a Hulk Hogan just comes in and it's like, oh, I'm about the fans that love me. And he get, you know, gets a crowd charge, though. That's. That's a a wrestler that kind of does it on their own. All right. Superman, real quick. Jessica, uh, Sean says, Undertaker, Mick Foley, Kane, Heartbreak Kid. Breaking down every single one of them right now. Undertaker has and always will be a neutral entity in any situation. He's not a heel. He's not a face. He never can and never will be. He just is. Mick Foley, Mankind, I'm sorry. When he came into the screen, he wanted to bring out Cactus Jack. They said, fuck you. Uh, they came up with this gimmick. Uh, it wasn't Mankind. It was something else. Something the Mutilator. Yes, yes. Mutilator match or some fucking shit. And they something. wanted him to cut, like, do half his hair. Mick said, you're fucking absolutely crazy. Came back with it. Came back with Mankind. And, of course, he did the whole Dude Love. You want to go with Dude Love? I'll buy that one. I- I'm seeing uh, where she's going with Kane, the, like, the superheroes. but Right, only- right. No, but there's not a single Superman in there. Kane, as soon as he came onto the scene, he was the big bread machine. He, he was, was the dirty destroyer. Back in the day. He, was, he was the destroyer. Do not forget, he was the originator of the fucking one of the most brutal matches, in my opinion, the Inferno match. Right. Which 
people literally got like fucking third degree burns on that thing. And last but not least, Heartbreak Kid started his career with the Montreal screw job. So no, that you're he was not bad. He was good. You're, he, he you're not. You're he not a superhero. More than a pancake. You're not a superhero if you need to have the fucking man of the hour hand you a belt. I love Shawn Michaels. Do not. Do not. Get funky with this at all. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he's an incredible charismatic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that a little step further. You start with the Rockers, good guys. You turn on Janetti, bad guy. Psycho Sid pummels you into the ground, good guy. You join DX, bad guy. You come back from your four year hiatus after back surgery. A god, a, a chosen god child fearing, of God. Chosen guy. Look, no offense to his life choices, but good guy. Then you oh, switch no, again. Holy man. Holy, holy man. man. <laughs> then you switch again. Bad guy. This guy has turned more times than the pillows in a hotel room. And I don't necessarily see. Don't come at me with Hurricane Helms, dude. No, I do. Seriously. I do. I j- Jess, I did say Sean said. I did say right. Sean said. So, and Hurricane Helms, the only reason why Hurricane Helms lasted the long time that he did, <laughs> the longest time that he did, was honestly for one specific reason. And this is a well-known fact that Mr. McMahon loves superheroes. Oh, yeah. Loves them. He now, absolutely loves them. We're going to set a precedent here on the Loki and Jaboni show because we have now gone, what, seven, eight minutes? And for the first time ever, I'm going to ask for a second time. We're going to get that copyright claim today. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage, please, Mr. Producer. <laughs> Oh, God. Like the shampoo that these guys use. Go for it. Get that beer out your mouth. No, never get the beer out of my mouth. Listen, guys, I know lately I'm looking around the table and you're looking at three broke motherfuckers. All right. And when we say broke, by the way, the answer to Ed's trivia question earlier, since no one came up with it, was Skull and Death Rock. Yeah. Just to get that out of the way. Do you know why? uh, Because ACDC and Metallica would have been a copyright claim. Was it Metallica on the shirt? Yep. I thought it was another band. Nope. No, it was ACDC Metallica. Early, yeah. Very early on, there was another band, but the one that our biggest, the biggest uh, was knows. Metallica ACDC and ACDC. Metallica. I, give, me a, give me a couple days. I'll go, go through my um, DVD collection. I'll find out who the other band was. It was always ACDC. I think it was though. Slayer. Might have been Slayer. Yeah, it was, I think it was Slayer. Slayer. I think it was Slayer. Slayer. Slayer in the very early Frog, yeah. frog Baseball the Frog days. Baseball. I think it was Slayer. Here bro. we go again. Roll that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're all bent out of shape because we're poor lately, man. So, and having the conversations we have in the days leading up to this, I thought, is there a shittier place to live? Yes, there is. If you're, if you're a fan of us in the United States, this is my top ten shittiest places to live in America. Honorable mention goes to Connecticut. All of it. Fuck Dan Malloy. Just fuck him. The man is ruining this once proud state a state that I was proud to call home, even though I'm not from here. I've lived most of my life here. Connecticut is my home. Fuck Dan Malloy. I'd love to get him here on the show, but ain't going to happen. Fuck Dan Malloy. First of all, even if he got on the show, he wouldn't leave the house. Probably not. He'd probably appropriate <laughs> I would, it. I would beat the bejesus out of that motherfucker. 
All right, so here we go. Number 10, Gary, Indiana. You want to know how bad it is? A 29.8% poverty rate. There's a lack of local business, and 20.3% of the population drops off every 10 years. Think about that. 20% of your population just gets up and goes. They can't take it anymore. We're, we're pretty close to fucking that being in Connecticut, man. Just last year alone, what they say? Like, I think it was 7%. Six, yeah. 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 So within the last three years, we're up and to 16%. And still no budget here. We're up to 16%. Yeah, because they don't want to fucking right? break out a budget. Number nine. Is our cut any spending. Right. Number nine is our friends in Cincinnati, Ohio. The poverty rate is 27.4%, and they have twice the United States average for violent crime. Because their poverty rate is 27 fucking percent. Well, there's there's bigger ones on the list, but you'll hear why. Number eight. Yeah, Detroit. Springfield, Massachusetts. 27.3% poverty rate, and they're the second worst job market in the United States. Right down the road. Right. Not too far from Hartford, who almost made the list, but I said, fuck all of Connecticut. Number seven, if you live in Jackson, Mississippi, get the fuck out. 31.7% poverty rate and 1% annual unemployment growth per year. Think about that. Every year, another percent of the population goes without work. Kind of fucked up. You know what's fucked up? What's fucked up? This fucking list. Number Mm -hmm. six, Stockton, California, a 21.8% poverty rate and three times more crime than the United States average. Not too far from our friends in Compton, yo. Right. Think of us. Think of real quick. I'm just going to, I'm going to fold this list. Think of one state you would think that would not be represented on this list. Just one. There's 50 of them. I'm trying to look as white as possible. You are as white as possible. Iowa. Iowa. Okay. What about you, Mike? Anything? Think of a state in the 50, lower 48, if you will, that should not be on this list. Indiana. They were already on the list at number 10. Way to pay attention. Ooh, burn. Yeah, really. I thought, we're going, I thought we're going with eyes. No, 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 no. The eyes have it. Florida. Well, they didn't make the list, but you know who did? Number five, Wilmington, Delaware. A 26% poverty rate. Edmonton. 10% higher cost of goods than anywhere in the United States, the U.S. average, and a 6.9% unemployment increase every 10 years. What does Delaware? Her New Jersey. Right? They're like Idaho. Jersey Junior. Alaska. Alaska. That was Delaware? Yeah, Wilmington, Delaware. That's that's gay. And they're this big. 10%. 10% 10%. annual growth in so you like literally no 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 no, higher cost of goods exactly so you literally like you're like fuck Delaware I'm gonna go across over here to Jersey to the Wawa I can go an hour this way to Jersey or I can go an hour this way to Maryland or I can go an hour this way to Virginia and get all my shit and bring it back and give the other local municipalities my business rather than doing it right here in my state but you know why you can't do it in your state because you're fucking jacking up the prices the only time. The prices are good in Delaware. Two race weekends. It's where I get the cheapest beer on the NASCAR circuit. Seriously. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But when you consider 140,000 drunken rednecks. It it actually makes sense. It does make sense. Finish what you're saying. I'll give you my theory. 140,000 drunken rednecks come to your town twice a year. And they spend buku bucks on restaurants, hotels, Walmart, etc. Boom. Tourism. Your only industry is tourism. You need to... When you, you can, lure them in, when with you the can cheapest. get a thirty rack in Delaware, and I am living proof of this for thirteen bucks, 
of the stuff you can get here for twenty three, you're in the house. You are well, in that is, the that house. That is the one thing that's not ten percent higher than anything else. Then. Oh no! Trust me, I've been to Delaware during race weekend. But I don't know. I've never been there not on race weekend. So anybody from Delaware want to chime in? Please that's feel free. That's what they do, though. They lure you in with the cheap beer so that you'll you'll pay for the expensive services. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Well, Number four, beer. Albany, Georgia. Strangely enough, a 32% poverty rate, 4% annual decline in population, and an 8% unemployment rate hike every year in the last 10 years. Think about that. It's kind of fucked up. It is. I could have saved this for next week, but I wanted to do it today because we had so much fun and we talked about silly shit and great my, shit. My top tens are always funny. Yeah, they are. Sometimes I have to interject oh, some seriousness. The top tens kind of depressing. I know. <laughs> I want to leave you guys. I want to make you guys want to put a gun in your mouth, Kurt Cobain style. Just be, this is what I'm it saying. Really is. No, it is an up. It, it, it is an upswing. Loki, Loki, grab his phone. Maybe we can get Brett back on. Be glad you don't live in these cities. And speaking of these cities, number three is Flint, Michigan. We don't have to talk about the water well, prices. I've, I've been to Flint. Forty point eight percent poverty rate, twelve point two percent population loss over the last ten years. And I can understand why but, they're leaving. But 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 the EPA, no, I think they're all dying. Don't go all America on me, all right? Just don't. But the EPA. No no no. They're there to keep us safe. Motherfucker, please. Motherfucker, please. Taxation is theft. It is. You know what? Here, let me hit this button for you. I haven't done one of these all night, but go ahead. Hit it. Taxation is theft. Amen to that. And Number Flint, Michigan is proof. Right. Number two is Birmingham, Alabama. You always hear great things about Birmingham. It's a beautiful area. No, it isn't. 29.2% poverty rate, 3.3% population loss over the last 10 years, and they're on the list growing every year for crime rate. But Black Betty's from there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Black Betty is from there. Ramba, lamba, lamb. You come on up here and have some meatloaf, y'all. And someone almost blew it for me, but the number one place <laughs> not to live in the United States is Detroit, Michigan. Not I did only, blow it. <laughs> not only do they have one of the shittier football teams of all time, they have a 39.8% poverty rate, and they have the second highest crime rate in the United States, and it has been there. For the last ten years, dude, I told you, I I went out, I went out to, I went out to Michigan, and we had tickets to the Red Sox game, mm-hmm. Tigers Red Sox. Yep, we went there in the Comerica day, Park is in beautiful the, in the daytime. Yep, and it was, dude, it was like, have you ever fucking you remember playing Zelda? Oh, yeah. And then the daytime, it was all nice and pretty and everything, and then you come into the one area and, and you hit that dark woods area. That's what it felt like coming out of that stadium at seven o'clock at night, dude. I feared for my fucking life. Look, you know it what? was. It went from daisies and beauty streets to the most hell on earth, horrid scenes you've ever seen in your fucking life. And you, you all you did was walk into a stadium. For do you know three what Detroit's hours. nickname used to be? It's it's really sad. Like next time you next time you uh, go uh, through Detroit, Murder Town, used to be. No, no. Next time, like you, if you, well, obviously, I don't, nobody goes what, to Detroit. S- Silver uh, Street. If you ever, if you ever seen the documentary in Detroit, or if you happen to be there, if you're looking around De- Detroit and you see how decrepit it is, its nickname used to be back in the day the New Paris. Ooh, wow! When it was at its peak, when the automotive industry was like huge, yeah. There, Detroit was considered the new. It was it was better than New York City at one point. I, I can see, see that. that. No, I can absolutely see that. Especially in the in all the, those buildings that are falling apart. Most of them old auto factories that nobody wants to buy. No, exactly. Because you they're can't. so they're so bad at this point 
it would cost like more money than it's worth. That's what we were talking about with Norwich today. You know, you look at Norwich and you're like, man, this was there's potential. One, exactly. At one point, this could be a fucking beautiful city, but it was. They just look at old pictures. They just yeah, exactly. They let it fall, and then every investor that they got in there, they scared away. They literally just started taking their money, and they were like, "Whoa, hey, dude, this is my well, money. This isn't your them? money." How did they scare them? Taxation. And what is taxation? <laughs> All right. I mean, you talk about uh, just real quick before we ended up. There was a Dunkin' Donuts for the longest time. Up on that corner. Right. In the heart of fucking Norwich. Yep. Now, Dunkin' Donuts, tell me. I don't give a fuck where they you put it. They build one on every fucking corner in America And I don't now. care where you put it. It's always going to be busy. Always successful. It's always going to make money. They were making money. You know why they left? Because the fucking rent was too fucking high. They literally shut. This is Dunkin' Donuts. This is a business who can say, you know they what? They took over America. Right. They but used they, to be Northeast. But then you could turn around. Us. We could look at people and go, Dunkin' Donuts, and they go, what the fuck are you talking about? Now there's a Dunkin' on that every corner. Best that used to be Best Eaten on the East Coast. For, remember Best Eaten? Yeah. Was our it was Dunkin' Donuts back in the day. Well, best Eaten was, was Canadian. But yeah, that was our Dunkin' Donuts back in the day. That was our Dunkin' Donuts back in the day. And now Dunkin' Donuts has taken over so bad. There is no more Bess Eaton. You got to go to fucking Rhode Island to even find a Bess Eaton, dude. And that one is, pu- is privately owned. Good luck <laughs> finding a Tim Hortons underneath you ain't find a Timmy northern Hort. Massachusetts. You ain't going to find a Timmy Hortons not around here. around here because Dunkin' Donuts scared him away. Now, that tells you something. Norwich re- a Norwich lose. resident says... Norwich needs a dueling piano jazz bar or restaurant like the one we went to in Dude, North Carolina. It was great. The the fucking harp and dragon. Ange, thank is you. Done. Harp and dragon is, is, is done no, because crime is taken no, over. No, it's done. They're they can't. They're done. They sold the fucking business, dude. I just left court the other like today, and I looked at. They're done. Are they they're really sold? They're done. They just there had a big no thing in the paper the other day dude. about we're giving up the on Capano the NFL games. Sold the harp and dragon. Or they're in the process of selling it. Yeah, it says right on the fucking thing. Because the Scotty, uh, his family owns the shop rights. Yeah, yeah, around yeah. Over yeah. Here and they, yeah. He, they're they're, they're, the they're losing Guys, ridiculous amounts of money. Keep your money well, that, local. That football thing they were doing probably didn't help. Yeah, like, no, we're not going to play the games anymore. Okay. Yeah, you kind of just shot yourself in the foot right there. Yeah, they will. Guys, Tokyo Sushi is going to play quick. the game all day long. Wherever exactly. you live, if you live in Norwich, Connecticut, Lafayette, Indiana. Ocala, Florida, wherever you live, try to support local business as much as you can. And I know Stop and Shop is a big Northeast thing, so I consider that keeping it local. Um, When it comes to, like, retail or other things, if you're looking for services, keep your money local. Because uh, guess what? That's where your economy grows. Not going to Walmart, not going to Target, not going to Kohl's. These are national chains. You need you Keep need your money. Local. You need new business. You need new business aspects, and you need people who are willing to do this. I just recently went to talk to Pier seventy four about you know gigs there. Yeah, dude, the owner was was like literally half of our age. Yeah, was half our age. Did you know Billy Wilson's was just was just sold and bought by for the third time? For the third time, guess what? Another couple half our age. Now let me ask you something: How can they possibly see? Or foresee something to turn this bar around when they haven't even experienced like half our age, bro, puts them at 24, 25. Yeah. You've only been on the bar scene for three years. 
How can you possibly take a name like Billy Wilson's? Or how can In you this area for take, 100 years, by the way. Right, exactly. Or how could you take a bar that's now take, called Pier 74, but back in the day was one of the most hoppingest places in fucking New London ever? How are you going to take something like that and take it to the next level? I'll give you a name that Eric Mitchell just brought up. Benny's. That's 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 another one, man. Local fucking, institution, man. They they don't want they didn't want to continue. I heard I heard a lot on that one though. I there's heard, a lot. I more. heard the the father or the grandfather, whoever opened it, was done with it. He's already passed. He was done. Yeah, he was done. He didn't even want the to. Younger carry members the of the family on. don't want to carry it. No, they did. They did. The younger, he, yes, he didn't want the name Benny's to be carried over. That was he wanted to be done with it completely. That's what I'm saying. I've been looking into it, man. There's some ugliness. I want to hear some it. ugliness. Bring and it, the, bring it to fucked kids, up next. And week. I was actually surprised because the kids did want to continue the business. The father did not, and he said, "If you're going to continue the business, it's going to be without Change the Benny's name. name. Why, why, why the kill an established right? franchise? Though it's I like, don't know, and that's what I'm still trying to find out. Why but would I the change kids, the NFL? If I to could the get XFL. one of those fucking kids on the show, dude, that would be fucking fantastic. I could try to work on that. Listen, um, before we go, uh, somber note, but not too much. Um, we've all dedicated this show before to people, and uh, this morning um, I lost my favorite aunt, uh, Gina Applegarth, passed away today. And she was a fantastic supporter of everything I've ever done. And I, I, I got the call sitting in my office this morning, and I, I wasn't sure how to process it. I've gone through the day not knowing how to process it. I'm probably going to do that when I get home, and I'm going to blubber like a fucking retard. But, um, you know, I was her favorite nephew, and there were things that um, she always told me that I, I've always kept in my heart. So, um you know, as you as you pass on to the next world and you go to sit with whatever higher being you ever believed in, um, thank you. Thank you for everything. Um, my heart's been breaking all day, and this is why I come here, and this is why I, I do this with you guys, because we've all had our tragedies, and we've all come here, this table, this, this, this enclosure. This is why we do what we do, and I just want to say thank you, Aunt Jean. I love you, and... Uh, uh, I'm never going to forget you, and it kind of sucks that you're gone, but um, I just I just wanted to say that everything that we did here today was for you, and I, I very much appreciate you. So thank you. And you guys can... Now get Johnny Cash's autograph for me. Absolutely. Dun-dun-dun. Well, we want to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in. As always, we want to thank Brittany for being in a freaking spectacular guest and uh, really getting us on the inside of what we usually don't ever get to hear and that's the female aspect of the bands we want to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in if you guys have not yet seen our website please go to the website please share the website and anytime you go shopping for anything especially amazon because they are everywhere at this point and we know when you guys are shopping we know all right so don't be like yeah i bought something the other day because you didn't you know you didn't. And if you did, you didn't go through our affiliate link like you should. I pity the fool. I pity the fool that don't go on George. I your affiliate link. All right? Because it don't cost you an extra dime. And it gives us some extra money in our pockets. I pity you. I pity you if you don't use our affiliate link. Are we going to get a copyright thing for that? I hope so. I hope so, too. That would be awesome. But no, seriously, guys. Like those affiliate, go there, like us on Facebook, use those affiliate links. And if you get a chance and you have, like we said, it, you live in Connecticut, the jingle jangle isn't as spectacular as it used to be at one point. We understand. But if you can, 
donations to our Patreon site, please. www.lokiandjabroni.com or lokiandjabroni backslash Patreon. Yes. Forward slash. www.patreon.com forward slash. Just go to the website. It's all there. Yeah, it's, I was going to say, it's, it's all, it's all, it's it's all it's set all up there. for you. It's all set up for you. Eric Mitchell's buying a belt soon. <laughs> Eric is like he needs it. Like he need. This is the part that's going to bring me back up. Thank you for mentioning that. I, I'm about ready to fucking lose my shit, but you had to bring up the affiliates. He doesn't have the winged eagle yet, man. The winged e- Okay, here's a problem I have with that before we close out. Um, we every, eagle small. Is, every eagle is winged. It's small, though. Every eagle is winged. No, no, no. He's talking... Because I think the winged the, eagle the bell, eagle I know the out. one with the big and the Hulk Hogan, and yeah. yeah. I told Eric, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pimp him out unless he buys the big gold belt. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't care if it has a WWE logo on the top or if it's the classic uh, Jim Crockett Promotions '86 gimmick. If you don't have the big Ric Flair belt, you ain't shit. Eric's buying the big gold belt. That was pretty damn big. That was. And uh, Ange says she bought flea medicine and a metronome. You're welcome. Not sure what that brings in, but we do appreciate it. Every single one no, of you guys, don't. if you buy a comic book for $4 and we get 40 cents out of it, thank you so much. Yeah, we don't get 40 cents. We don't cents. give a shit. Thank you. A cent. Thank you for using our link. A cent. But anyways, do not, do not, do not, do not forget Star Wars is right around the corner. December 12th. Make sure you are online and getting them fucking tickets. What do they get when right they buy those tickets? Right. Free special poster when you buy tickets with Fandango link. Exactly. Right now, if you go to the Loki and Jabroni website and you click that Fandango link and you go and buy those tickets now, you get yourself a free Star Wars kick-ass poster. And if you haven't been paying attention to the Loki and Jabroni site, you would have seen that Ed has recently brought up some very good points about my hypothesis on Luke Skywalker. I just, I just want him to be in the movie. He's already there, dude. I know, but I, now I, I he's going to be, in. he is going to, the circle is complete. I think, I think it's been confirmed. What he said last week is confirmed. I'm dark like, side. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, in dude. every poster, the villain is in the background. Exactly. And Luke Skywalker's in the background. And yeah, looking pretty evil. Looking like my, the emperor. I was going like to say, looking pretty evil, uh, I want to throw this out because I know sometimes some of the local joints watch. Um, Survivor Series is yet a month away. Yes. And we don't have a spot to host Survivor Series yet. So local businesses, if you want us to host your Survivor Series party, please do. Here's what I'm thinking. Oh, um, and, and before he says that, this is a quote from a local business that we were just at. Quote, you guys were bigger than the guest. The guest. Quote. <laughs> we're not filling in the blank. You want us? We're there. Here's the, here's the gig. Uh, Eric Mitchell brought this up earlier today privately with me. Have like a Survivor Series, like not like a pool. You don't have to pay money to get into it, but have like a special thing for the person who picks the most winning matches. But we're sitting on an autographed head here. Let me, let me bring this bitch down real quick so you get an idea. Here, put this hat on. It's beautiful. Not my head. This is... Not my head. An autographed head. Al Snow signed it right there. Not Loki, my head. Loki signed it right there. Jabroni signed it right there. Head signed it right there. But guess what? Back here, Cowboy Bob Orton, Hall of Fame, 2005. You want this? You want to have a Survivor Series party? You really need to have us host your Survivor Series party. We'll give this away 
at the Survivor Series party. My head? Well, we've been talking about giving head away for a long time. And you know what? Special added attraction. The hat goes with it. I bought that hat. I can do what I want. My head. Your head? <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure I can get you some head elsewhere. So, so hard to find good head. <laughs> it really head. is. I worked hard on that head. <laughs> all right, guys. We love you all very much. Please make sure you tune in again. We'll be here next Tuesday. Eddie will be dropping this show. I think now you're doing it on Friday. Thursdays. Right? Is it Thursdays? I was going to say, so it's, it's still looking like Wednesdays. Well, the reason he's kind of backed up on Wednesdays is because of C&J Speedway Review, which you guys should all check out. If you're not a NASCAR fan, tell somebody who is a NASCAR fan. The C&J Speedway Review is growing every single week. We're having a good yeah, time. Really great viewership on that. Absolutely. I'm happy the way it's turning out. I'm glad. I, I'm, I might actually have to put in some overtime and, and make some graphics for it. What the fuck? Those graphics are great. I love the open. That's fantastic. Well, I might have to do a little bit more. Okay. You know me. I always got to do more. Guys, check out CNJ Speed Review. Absolutely not. Soon, this guy will have a second podcast. Soon, that guy will have a second podcast. But then again, no, he's Mike's involved in every it. single one of these. Loki's not having a second podcast. What happened to the Don't. gaming thing? That's not a podcast. That's not a podcast? That's a, that's a video. No, that's that's okay. like a Twitch thing. That's a video. That's like that. not, Loki is not. Don't listen to him. Okay. Loki does not have another podcast in the works. Loki is not doing his own. No, no, don't listen. It all to this comes guy. back to the network. Don't baby. listen to this guy. All comes back to the network. We got, we're, we got projects. We got rumors. projects we're working on. All right, don't start these rumors. Rumors in your window? Because you know what happens the minute he goes solo. Him? Yoko. Yeah, really, Axel. <laughs> hey, look, Corey Huffnagel finally joined. You know what'd be fun? Next week, before you know what's fucked up, I'm getting Corey on the phone. We're gonna talk about CNJ Speed Review. Okay. All right. Corey, you heard it. You're getting your spot next week, 10 minutes. All right, folks. You, you have better a good night. be good. You have a good night, and we'll see you next week. I love you, Gene.